This is a Piccadilly line service to Cockfosters. Welcome to Film Photography Podcast, issue number 38. Issue. Issue, issue <laughs> number 38. I'm here in the studio in New Jersey with Matt Marash. Hey, how's it going, guys? And John Fidelli. Hey, everybody. And this is our July 1st, 2011 FPP UK shoe. Wow, it's a big shoe. Yes, it's a big show. There was a film photography podcast meetup in London, UK on June 18th, organized by Darren Pancho Riley. <laughs> And uh, John and I boarded a plane, and we went. Right. It's fantastic. Fantastic. So many people said to me, like, one of their favorite days ever. Is and that right? Yep. That's great. Everybody had such a great time meeting up and talking film and geeking out. And it was it was great day. It, it was, was great uh, day. I would call it um, extraordinary. No doubt. Because here are all these. First of all, we have a huge listenership in the UK. Yes. Mm-hmm. Probably maybe as big as the US. Just lots of UK. And to actually meet all these people that over the months we've you know, read their letters and mm-hmm. chatted about, you know, Ian Cook, right? mm-hmm. Mr. Olympus, <laughs> Trip 35 himself, uh, Pancho. That was a real pleasure meeting. Yeah. Him. Jeremy North we've been chatting about. Yeah. Donker Dave. Donker Dave. I mean, all Can't these, Dave. you know, to see these people in person. I mean, as it was in New York as well, it was a real, yeah. it was a real trip right. to, to to, you know, see people in the flesh and to kind of just hang out. Yeah. And like New York, everything, everyone's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the community rather than the parts of the world because people who are generally into this are just very open and cool. So it yeah. was just a real pleasure talking with everybody and seeing how many people really came out and how far they had to travel to come and, right. and see us, which Oh, do you have guys coming out from far out? Yeah, everybody is just so genuinely nice and interested to, to meet other people and talk about the, the hobby of shooting film. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is so much what FPP is, which I've stressed so much, which is that nothing else matters. Mm. When, when we're at FPP, uh, we're talking about film, we're enjoying film. Negativity, you check it at the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the way it is with the meetup, too. You know, it's like we're, we're there for unified unity. Mm-hmm. To enjoy the art of photography, and it's, right. it's, it's a great, it's a great, great thing. Uh, a big thanks, uh, of course, to Pancho, mm. who, who organized uh, our UK meetup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to Lamography UK, Linda, yeah. Heidi, and Liana, who were just amazingly, yeah, friendly and just, just awesome, just awesome people. Very generous, awesome people. Let's, uh, you know, London was uh, fantastic. Well, it, it was, it was, you know, I ca- we captured uh, some sites via our uh, cameras that we were carrying. Mm-hmm. The new Lomography cameras, which you shot with the LC right, wide, the brand new LC wide, which right. is a seventeen millimeter. Yeah, it's really wide. Yeah. Lens has you can half frame, you can shoot full frame, you can put masks inside. The uh, possibilities are endless. Yep. It's a hugely fun camera. And the the new line of La Sardinia cameras. Right. Those just got released I guess the night before we landed oh, on man. Uh, UK yeah. soil. New new new. Yeah, wow. so they're just they're a lot of fun as well and they have yeah. a twenty two millimeter 
lens on oh, them. John's, 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 John's got the specs right here. And yeah. the assortment of filters that you could put over the flash so you could get a little oh, crazy. So if you're shooting with lo- the Lomo uh, film and you go through their processing, you can get some crazy images. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about this real quick before we go to the clips. Uh, we're talking about Lomography Society. For folks who don't know, Lomography Society is a company that was started in Vienna. With By Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. With the LC which right. was a Russian camera produced at the Lomo factory in, uh, I guess, was St. Petersburg. Mm. They struggled th- through the 90s to keep the factory open, and after they, they reopened the f- it closed, they reopened the factory, but bottom line is uh, they, they started cranking back up again, getting cameras produced again, the mm-hmm. Diana, right. the mm-hmm. LC. The lovely Diana. Uh, in, they're, they're now working in China. Right. Yep. The Vienna guys, who uh, I'm embarrassed. I, I know everyone else's name at Lomography, right. but right. I don't know the guys. The, the original guys. We call them the two guys. That's right, yeah. <laughs> the two guys. Yeah. Um, Lomography is now in the United States, a, a gallery store mm-hmm. and a lab, I believe, in Los Angeles. Right. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I think they were saying San Francisco is coming next. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. London, so, of course. Is, did someone say Japan or China? I mean, they're worldwide. They. Uh. The new camera that was just released called the Lomo LC-W. Wide. LC wide. And John shot with it. And uh, John, it's pretty cool. You got all the specs down in your head. Yeah, well, you know, um, Leanna was very nice to give me a little uh, run-through quickly of what I could do with the camera. So it was a, Some of it sunk in. Nice. This is a 35-millimeter camera with a 17-millimeter lens focusing 0.4 meters to infinity. Maximum shutter speed for this camera is 1 500th of a second. Exposure range uh, unlimited to EV18. Film sensitivity, it supports 100, 200, 400, 800, and 1600 ASA films. Pretty good, yeah. Flash X-Type Synchronization Hot Shoe. Hot Shoe. Has tripod socket. Bless you. Cable release. And uh, it's a pretty solid little camera. Yeah, it's extensive, the, the things you can do with it. It is a solid little camera. Yeah, and we, we're going to hear a lot about that today from our uh, London sound bites. And, of course, the uh, Sardine cameras. La Sardinia Technical Specs. It's a 35-millimeter camera with a 22-millimeter lens. It's a fixed F8 aperture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, aperture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so your cheat sheet says. So. Shutter sheet. Shutter sheet. <laughs> shutter <laughs> speed. B for bulb, or 1 100th of a second, normal. And then you have a little switch on it, so you can do multiple exposures. Uh, it has a um, tripod mount on the bottom, which is awesome, and has an uh, option for cable release. If you have a flash model, it uh, the flash detaches from the camera. The camera is shaped like a sardine can. It comes in, like, red and blue and all sorts of fantastic colors. And uh, we were also shooting with this camera in the UK. Mm-hmm. And the Lomography Society UK was nice enough to give us John and I. She just gave them away. Camera. Just give them away. They're just so generous and gracious. I'm still I don't floored. ever get anything. I mean, we... Yeah. we uh, FPP gets a lot of stuff. FPP gets F. <laughs> but if you want to, <laughs> when it comes to free stuff for us, we yeah, give away us. a lot of we stuff. We just got to shell out. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we give away everything that comes in our door. Which, by the way, I want to say thank you to our listeners, everyone out there. Uh, we have a pile of boxes that just came in. It's huge. Yeah, huge pile of boxes. Uh, Matt was Matt was going through it and marking the side of the boxes. It's like of, Christmas. Yeah, so we're going to be giving away yeah. a ton of cameras moving forward. Right. If you're joining us for the first time ever, this is not a regular. This is not. <laughs> this is not a regular uh, studio show. This is, is this any sh- of our show really regular? No, you I know? guess not. No, it's very irregular. All this is, is caused by UFOs. Well, if you're the first time tuning in, welcome aboard. This, welcome. This is a show, Ahoy. or as I say, this is a shoe about film and shooting film and touching film. And if you haven't shot with film, this is a good place to start because 
All you have to do is like listen to the show or send us an email at any time, filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yo, yo. Well, uh, real quickly, they have stores everywhere. New York, Gramercy, New York, Gramercy, Paris. Finlay, Ohio. East London, Berlin, <laughs> Tokyo, Seoul, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Beijing, Madrid, Barcelona, Rio de Janeiro, Hong Kong, Budapest, Toronto, all over the freaking joint. Holy smoke. Yeah, they got a lot of stores and galleries. That's fantastic, yeah. So well, these are, and they're, of course, accessible online as well. Hats off to, uh, to Lomography. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Folks out there, there is uh, uh, something going on. Ooh. In July. Ooh, what? Yeah. Matt is having his first ever gallery show. Yay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's at the University of... It's at the University of Finley, which is in uh, Finley, Ohio, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. But uh, you always say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's it's a little. Are you are you nervous town. about your show? I'm incredibly nervous. Really, I'm still getting stuff together. Oh my god! Wow. Like as we speak, I'm fumbling around, getting the getting my darkroom prints finalized. How many uh, pieces are you going to put in there? I'm going to have at least at least twenty some in there. Like I I was toying around with the idea. I did fifty two. Project. I was going to have 52 images in there, right. but they were going to, I mean, the framing costs oh, are, are through the roof now. I mean, I, I live right, right, up, uh, right down the road from one of the best online frame stores in the world, uh, American Frame. Uh-huh. They're right up the road. So, Matt, what is, the, what is the closest big Ohio city to Finlay, Ohio? Uh, probably Toledo, Ohio. Okay. And then after that, Columbus, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio. We're kind of in, in the center of all I was in Toledo once. Oh, nice. So, so FPP, FPPers, listen up. Uh, I am uh, going to get my big butt over to Finlay, Ohio. And what is the date? The date is July 15th. I'm having a gallery reception, and that's going to be from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. in the only gallery-looking thing at the, on the whole university <laughs> campus. Right. You know, if you're close by, come and have some food. We'll talk film photography. We can talk prints. We can, we can swap some stuff. If you see something you like, and, you know, that's not a huge print, you can have a print. Wow. Signed, whatever. Just thanks for coming. Really? Yeah, I, I love giving out good for prints. You, man. Yeah, good for you. If you'd like to buy a print, that's that's great wow. too. That's even but better, I mean, but, you know. And what is the name of the place I'm going to be staying? What's the place called? you're going to be staying is the Finley Inn and Conference Center. It's, yeah, what's that like? It's a nice little. It's, <laughs> it's a nice little hotel and conference center. They they don't. It's not too big. They do a lot of weddings mm-hmm. and business conferences. I have yet to decide how I'm getting there, whether I'm flying or driving, but I will be there. FPP Deputy Dan Domi will be there. He'll be coming along. <laughs> Uh, we Deputy Dan. Deputy Dan. <laughs> Let's get him a pin. Deputy Dan. I want to get, get pins. Pin. You should get pins. I like do. A giant D. Deputy, Deputy Dan. Dan me. I want this to be like FPP. That would be fun. Mellow Midwest Meetup. Ooh. Oh, God, listen, I love you the got it all down. Yeah, because I'm going to be mapping Midwest out the, the gallery openings on Friday night. Yeah. So I'm going to be there Thursday. I'm going to be there probably Saturday. Uh, we're going to be recording some episodes. Yes. Episode. So we can all hang out. Listeners, any listeners in the area, come. Feel free to come. We'll get some. We'll get a bite to eat. You can get something. At, we're gonna have food at the gallery. Mm. Just a nice mellow reception. Yeah. Finger food. Yeah, finger foods. I'm gonna have the four by five set up for Polaroids, so we can take uh, Polaroids while nice. we're there. You know, galleries sometimes are really stiff. Very. And they just stiff. talk, yeah, and you got to be silent and expect. mellow about everything. No, it's gonna be really laid back. Right. We're gonna have some jazz playing. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I haven't decided what, what's gonna, you know, what's gonna be in my kit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring some cameras. Mm-hmm. Nice. And shoot. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that the either day after or day before, maybe Matt, uh, probably after, uh, show me around Finley, Ohio. 
So uh, if you're out there and you could uh, make it, uh, come on, come on down and hang out with yeah. the FPP guys. Yeah, it'll be cool. I'll, I'll try my best to make it worth your while. If mm-hmm. you're if you're coming from from a ways away, send send me an email or send us an email at filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com yeah. and I'll, I'll see if I can hook you up. What's your email address, Matt? My email address is matt, M-A-T dot marash, M-A-R-R-A-S-H at gmail.com. So. Very nice. Mm. Uh, so folks out there, you're going to see a notice for this on the Flickr. You're going to see a notice on uh, the Facebook. Uh, you're going to see, you're going to listen to the shoe. This is this shoe right now. Do you now. guys Twitter? Yes, yes. We Twitter. We tweet. So you can get a twit. We tweet. We tweet. A tweet. We tweet. And in our shoe notes, July 15th, University of Finlay. The University of Finlay. And there's lots of other, you know, other stuff besides the gallery opening to do in Finlay. Not, not so much nightlife, nightlife-wise, but mm. in that same week at the university, they're doing what's called Maza Conference. In the same place as the gallery, we have the world's largest original collection of children's book art. And that and you will get to meet just because it's during Maza Conference, some of the world's best children's artists at the, on the same day. Wow. So it's it's a bonus. Can I take the picture? Of course. Picture. They love it. And will Lauren Bagley be there? She will be there. She'll be plugging her new book, I'm sure. Really? <laughs> She'll be plugging her artwork. Her artwork, yeah. She's trying to get some, some books. So, uh, folks out there, FPP Lauren. She's been on the show twice. Yes. Yeah. Has a lovely voice. Yes. Uh, FPP Deputy <laughs> Dan. And there's a few FPPers that we know of in the area that we're going to like send a little note to, see if we can get them out yeah, there. I'm going to nudge them. Yeah, we're going to see happens. a few guys. Okay, great. That's we're great. very excited about this. Yes. Matt's Gallery Show. Uh, July 15. Yes. Let's, go to, let's go to our sound bites. And when we come back to the studio, we'll talk about how I was you know, eating with my hands and everyone else was eating with knife and fork. Appalled. <laughs> Almost kicked us out of the country. <laughs> we'll talk about the fantastic uh, politeness of the folks in the UK and their organized cues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's very strange coming from America to see such Indeed. Uh, chivalry. We'll talk about, we have to make sure we talk about their stop motion video. Yes. That you can also stop view online. Stop motion John, while we're going to our clips, can you bring that up? If you go through the Flickr, there's a link to the stop-motion video so we can get all the credits for it. So we know sure. who's responsible for that lovely. I don't think – I don't know if a I – A lot of people were. I think everybody – they shot 36 rolls of film, 35, 36 rolls of film uh, to do that short film. John, we attempted to do an intro to, to, this, to the show in our hotel room in London, but my voice was blown out. Oh, nice. So here, here's a quick little soundbite of John, John and I trying to uh, jumpstart the show in London. Sitting here in London with John Fideli. Hey, John. Oh, hello, love. And we're here in London, UK. And as you're here, it must have been the pressure. The pressure. That uh, blew out my voice. So why don't we just hit, hit the streets, John, as they say. Let's do it. Let's hit the streets, and uh, we, we'll, we'll be back here in the studio in a little bit. London calling at the top of the dial. Okay, Michael Rosso here on the streets of London. In front of the BBC <laughs> with uh, John Fideli. Oi. What's going on, John? I'm having a lovely trip. Oh. Looking forward to the Lamography Center, aren't you? Oh, yes. I'm here, of course, walking also with uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Darren <laughs> Pancho Riley. Uh, where are we exactly? Uh, we're on Regent Street now. We're heading south, um, and somewhere we're going to find Carnaby Street and head over to the Lamography store. Very good, very good. Oh, hi. Hi. Your name, sir? Philippe from Belgium. Oh, hey, Michael hey. Rasso. Nice to meet you. Hello, Michael. How are you?
I'm in the Lomography shop. There's a workshop downstairs. Sounds like there's a bunch of people. Oh, I like to be giving stuff. Yeah. Oh, John, how are you? Yeah, very good. How are you, Mike? Oh, we should go down, right? Okay. There's a, a Lomography workshop we're walking into. I don't know exactly what it is, but we're going to find out right now. Hi, Linda. Michael Rosso. How are you? Nice to meet you. It's John Fideli. Oh, okay. Which means we take... No, no today, these guys are day-tripping to Brighton. And Darren, who's introduced you to us, actually knows two of the people who've come down from Leeds. So I just brought them down, because coincidentally, there's a gang who know each other. So Kira's heading off to Brighton for the day. Say hi, Kira. Hi. Prepping everybody up with cameras and workshop. What is the roadshow? Can you explain it briefly? Well, they're... They're just day tripping today. They're going down to Brighton for the day, but unfortunately the forecast is very heavy rain. Something else we've been doing is once a month we're doing Lomo roadshows and we go off to other cities, which is where we met Darren and Dave. And we go, we meet maybe 20 to 30 people, spend the day with them, show them all the range of cameras and then go off in their city. Just so we don't become so London-centric. You know, we've got two stores and a lamp here and we're just trying to spread ourselves out. And a lot of people make a lot of effort coming down here, but we just feel like we should reciprocate. And hit. so the Lomo Roadshow is really good fun. Very nice. So I'm sitting next to Philip. And Philip came in from Belgium. Yeah, that's true. We left at midnight and drove like six hours, took a train with the car, and then arrived here at 6 a.m. He came with Sarah. Yeah, indeed. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. And uh, how did you hear about this event? Well, I'm following the FPP for like a couple of months now. Uh, I think the end of last year I started listening. I did all the episodes. Uh, I listened to all of them. Uh, and then I joined the Flickr group and then saw the thread uh, from Darren about the meetup. And I was like, I have to be there. Fantastic. And what did you bring with you? Uh, I brought seven cameras. I just had to be Dan, uh, who posted the challenge on the Flickr thread with saying that he had six cameras, and I brought a Rolleiflex standard 622, uh, Leica R4, Diana um, F+, Plus, uh, Yashica Electro 35, Momia RB67, and uh, Akfar Rapid uh, 1. Uh, now, Sarah, do you bring your own stash, or do you just tap off of this? I bring my own cameras with me. Excellent. What did you bring? Um, I brought my Fijai 2, my original Diana, and a Salyut camera, and also my Fat Saria. Very good, very good, very good. What do you think, uh, Philip, what do you think you'll be most shooting with today? Well, I'm going to try to change them out. So um, when, when one camera finishes, I'm going to take another one. So I'm, I don't know. I'll, I'll find out later today what, uh, what's going to be the most uh, used camera. So. And uh, are you a, a film photographer? You started out as a film photographer or did you start with digital and switch to film? What, what, how did you get involved with film photography? Well, I'm a photographer as a profession, uh, and I started out digital uh, about five years ago. Two years ago, my grandfather died, and he had a, a box camera uh, where I got introduced to film photography, and since then we, well, Sarah and I gathered about 36 cameras. Oh, very good. So, well, I'm now I'm actually shooting uh, for two years film, and last January I started a blog about... Um, about analog photography, about film photography, uh, talesonfilm.com, uh, where I try to post like six times a week uh, an article about film photography. I'm sitting here with Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi. You shy? No. Okay, good. For uh, people, for people listening who don't know what lamography is, what is lamography? 
It's a creative group of analog film lovers. Uh, the group exists on a global level, communicating via internet mainly, and sharing everything. Tips, techniques, images, a way of life, how they shoot. Now that we have two stores in London, for myself it's changed a bit because now we've become something physical. And now people are meeting and it's turning into something quite amazing. Whereas before it existed on that level only on the internet, now we share everything. We meet, we do parties, workshops, roadshows, day trips, everything. It's becoming something great. It sounds familiar to what we're doing with the radio show. Well, yes, when, you just talk, when we just talked about your listeners and how they were scattered everywhere, it's exactly the same what we have. And it's something wonderful. Our reach is massive. Yeah. And sometimes now that we have a physical presence here and we get people together, I look at a packed room of people and I think, what's amazing about this is all these people love film photography. You know, and that's quite special. It's special that people can have a place to uh, go for support in a, very, in a very digital world. Absolutely. Well, I embrace the digital world, though, because that world has brought so many new people to us. People, it's made photography affordable and accessible for people. And then they've realized they get to a level they want to expand, they want to learn new and more interesting and more creative ways of taking uh, photographs. And that takes them to us. So for that, I embrace the digital world. Plus, sorry, but plus all our community members, although they're fanatical about analog photography, they exist entirely in a digital world. So they scan, they upload, everything is shared on the internet. You know, it's a lovely combination of digital and analog. Tell me about the Lomography Lab. Uh, I know there's one in New York City. Is this something new? Yep, it opened a few months ago. It's been hugely anticipated here. Our, our uh, people have really needed and wanted it. And we're having a huge amount of fun with it. I think you're going to go over there today. Jack, our lab rat, will uh, sort your films out. He's now starting to run some workshops creative processing with tea, coffee, you know. Oh, that's very nice. Is it traditional C41 and E6? What, what services are offered? Well, at the moment, it's C41 because we're starting small, but we will be expanding. Um, our plan is to rule the world. I mean, we, we really are developing cameras and labs now. So it's not just camera development that we're looking at year on year here. It's labs too. Can you, um, I know we'll t- talk... Uh, I'll be talking throughout the day to various folks from Lomography. What, uh, what, what are the brand new cameras this month? The, two days ago, we launched the La Sardina, which is a new wide-angle 35mm camera based on a sardine can. You couldn't really make it up. Uh, it actually does look like a sardine can. There's two with flash, two without. And then last month, we launched our LC wide camera, which is really the big boy. It's the camera that our community has been hugely, hugely looking forward to. Maybe you could talk to Liana a bit more about this camera. She's an absolute expert. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, anything, anything I missed about Lomography? Um, it's probably the most fun you can have in a clean way. <laughs> enough said, enough said. I'm going to move over here to uh, Liana. Can you tell us about the new cameras? The new, well, first, the LC Wide is amazing. It's uh, based on one of our, well, our flagship camera, which is the LCA. And now we've fitted it in with a 17 millimeter lens, which is absolutely stunning. I mean, you can shoot up to 0.4, get really close in, because uh, the, the previous one, the classic model, you can only get up about an arm's length away. With this, 
that one there that you should do now is really close, getting closer, closer still. Literally like this far, and we'll both be in it and more. Oh, you have to wind on. John Fideli is using the uh, LC wide. So the LC wide, and it has um, half frame options, so you can shoot two images on the same frame. And they can blend in seamlessly. Oh, really? Yeah, so you, you almost can't see the merge. It's so not subtle. So two images there. And also squares. So it has, well, three different formats you can shoot on the one camera. And best bit is, fits in your pocket. 17 mil in your pocket. So, yeah, that's the, um, the LC wide. And the, fla- the flash option is a, is a hot shoe on top, yes? There's a hot shoe uh, mount you, standard. You could use your flash, John. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also a standard tripod mount at the bottom. Um, it has multiple exposure switch, so then you can recock the shutter as many times as you like, shooting doubles, triples, quadruple exposures. Yeah, and of course, I mean, the, the, the reason why this camera is so special, it has a light meter. And that gauges the exposure perfectly. So you can shoot indoors at night without the flash and still get the right exposure. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, the Sardina. Again, um, wide-angle lens. It's 21 millimeters. So like the fisheye, but without the weird distortions in the corner so it doesn't bubble over. It's full frame. Uh, obviously, plastic lens. So they, they differ in the sense that one is a glass lens, LC wide, and... Uh, plastic lens for the Sardina. It's really lovely, really great for just out shooting during the day. It has a built-in uh, flash that touches on as well. So, yeah. And what, what is the... Really cool cameras. What has the reception been like? Both. I mean, obviously, we've these are two cameras, one premium and one, you know, plastic. And they've obviously been very well accepted. The Sardina especially, because it's quite affordable. It's £49 for the one without the flash, so it's really good. Good starter camera. Good starter camera. And, and who will be uh, taking us around today on a tour? Well, today we have uh, five of our regulars, lamographers that have grown up with the store, started, born and bred basically from Lomography Soho store. Uh, there's Marlene, Nick, uh, Sandy, and Rabea, and Rodlin, five of them, all fans of your uh, show. And yeah, they'll be taking you from this store all the way over to our East London store. That sounds fantastic. Thanks for the time chatting. No problem. Really happy to have you here. Yes, thank you, and we'll be right back. We're back, and uh, we're still at Lomography in Soho, and uh, Linda's going to tell us about uh, a school that you launched. That's right. Well, it wasn't me. It was Liana. And she innovated the School of Lomography, which we've just graduated here. It's the first time in the world of Lomography that somebody's thought about developing a school where we can uh, show everybody, every, show them everything about Lomography in six weeks, was it? It was two weeks. Two weeks, four courses, yeah. Four classes. So it was really like enroll. It was um, born from the fact, obviously, we have workshops and these workshops are just the one day or one afternoon. You thought, you thought of the idea of doing the school? Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, well, had it really. It was her idea in the beginning. But um, I thought that it would be nice to just get people that come in, not just the one time hello, goodbye, and that's it. It's nice to kind of foster a community and re- like a solid group and also go from the basics of what our cameras do and then allow them to sample them, to try them, test them, play with them, um, go on walks as well. So we had four sessions, uh, two of which were 
we took them outside so they can really experience a camera on the street. And um, we had full-on classes, uh, film types, workshops, multiple expo all the tips and tricks you can think of, including red scaling, where if you could see some on the wall, mm -hmm. we flip film, the double exposures, they did swaps amongst each other. But I think, um, obviously, when we launched it, we didn't know what the reception would be like. People, you know, would they be available to, to join in? Would it be... It was amazing. There were 14 students, and um, from... Everywhere, I think there was about seven nationalities um, represented. Was, was there a graduation ceremony? There was, of course. Yeah, we had it uh, two nights ago. It was amazing. Diplomas, cap, everything. Cup, certificates. Cup, certificates. Cupcakes? Cake, big cake. Yeah, big cake. And um, it was nice because we, I gave them a project to start with from the beginning, a big loma wall that they meant to fill up with the pictures that they shot from the course. So they all brought them in, all covered, and as they accepted the diploma, they shared with the group, and all their friends and family came. Some people brought their parents, their friends were here, their colleagues, everyone was here. It was packed down here. It sounds fantastic. Is this only happening in London, London right now? Um, this is the first class, the first school of lomography in the world, and I think they'll definitely be rolling it out worldwide. Um, it's, yeah... So I pioneering class from London. What other locations are there besides London, New York? Oh, good grief. Asia, all over Asia, France, Germany, Brazil, Spain, Italy. I'd have to check the website. Canada. 34, how many, how many well, territories is it? 24. Canada, it's just come out. San Francisco's yeah. opening very soon, I think in a couple of months' time. LA. San Francisco's opening. Will there be a world convention soon? I don't know. <laughs> the, last one the last one was here yeah. in 2007. Where everyone from the, all the lomography stores came, converged. And our community members. The year running up to a congress, we run a host, a huge amount of competitions, and people win prizes, and we gave flights and hotels. And in 2007, we had a massive world congress here. At the same time, we were invited by... Um, the I like that, world congress. Oh, yeah. Sounds very impressive. Sounds very nice. <laughs> uh, we, at the same time, we were invited by the London Design Festival to put an exhibition on in Trafalgar Square, and we put on a huge exhibition of 100,000 photographs to launch the Design Festival and as the starting ceremony for our World Congress. It was something else. Where did you, where did you fit everyone? In a hotel. In one hotel. hotel yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's one of the biggest hotels in Europe. It might not be the nicest hotel, <laughs> but it was the biggest. Do you think there'll be another one soon? Yes, but I really don't know where yet. It's a logistical nightmare. Somebody's got to be ready for it, you know? <laughs> and, and where is, um, like, where is the Lomography leader? Like, where, where, who is the leader? Yeah, yeah, it's in Vienna. It's born in Vienna. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Have you been to HQ? Oh, yeah, it's a fabulous place. You must go. That should be, yes. that should be your next trip. It's amazing. Now, uh, John and I on the podcast have talked about, you know, we call them the two guys. Or is it three guys? Two guys. It's two guys. Yeah. Are those two guys still around? Absolutely. They're the directors. They call us. They ask us about They do? And what, what are they? Just can you introduce the, my listeners to them? Their, what are their names? Uh, Matthias and Wolfgang. They started it, and they're still there. And uh, Sally now is another one of the directors. But they're absolutely hands-on. Everything goes through them. Them and the board, everything goes through them. That's really fantastic. Yeah. Hey, we're back in the studio. It is, I don't know if you folks can hear it. It may bleed through the microphones. Yeah. It's known as a downpour. Yeah. It's pouring. Now, you know, it, Buckets. it rained a couple of times during our photo walk, but we totally lucked out, didn't we? We 
were dancing between the raindrops Absolutely. on the FPP photo walk, as we did in New York. For, Is that oh, right? Just like that. Oh, really? But in UK, it was like we take a lunch break, be downpour. Right. And then when it was time for us to like move on, it would just Done. stop. When we were in the Lomography, they presented us a stop-motion video that was shot with the LC Wide, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, that you can view on YouTube if you just search uh, LC Wide Goes London Wide. Yeah, you'll we'll be able to find it. I'm going to post uh, there's a, 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 a link in the uh, FPP Flickr group, oh. and I'll also uh, put it in our show notes if we have show notes. Show <laughs> notes. They presented this video, and it was so nice and refreshing for me. You know, and I think you as well to see like a you know a motion picture presentation. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's a great video. And these right. are all still frames shot with the LCY that were edited together. Mm-hmm. And who was responsible for that video? Well, the photos were by several people because they shot something in the neighborhood. I think of thirty-five rolls of film for wow. this two-minute film. Okay. Uh, and the photos were shot by Uslan Savet. I'm butchering your name, sorry. Marlene Nilsson, Gemma White, and Leanna Joyce, of course, who is... We met Leanna. Yeah. Hung she, out with her. She uh, showed, me my, uh, showed me the way around the LC Wide, and it was edited by Angelo Semerero. And awesome. music by The Severed Limb, which I think was a, a friend's band at, uh, yes. li- of Linda's. Yeah, that's Excellent awesome. Excellent tune. Excellent yeah. skiffle band. Yes, with the door shut. Right. They recorded it in their kitchen, and it's just sounds sounds, great. sounds like it was recorded in the studio. Yeah, great recording. It was great to see because we, you know we were in the the basement of the Lomo mm-hmm. Gallery, where was, by the way they do lots of workshops and, and yes. things. There's other things available at the Lomo shop rather than just cameras and, and accessories, and including a new what they're calling school. Right. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. They had a class there previous to us getting there, which was going out on a photo walk. And I was talking to Linda about, you know, the organization. I'm like, what's this organization? Do you know that the two guys? The two guys, the right. The two guys. They, the Viennese guys. They're, be, they're juiced into everything. All right. How? I mean, you don't think about these things. No. It's almost like the, you know, if you watch the film Logan's Run. <laughs> <laughs> I think you reference this movie every podcast. There was that uh, infamous, you know, you know, sanctuary, sanctuary where there's like a panel of people. Sanctuary that, told, that turns out to be elders, by the way, which yeah. is shocking to to Logan Five, right. because you you know if you're thirty, you, you die at thirty. <laughs> Logan Five, did you find sanctuary? Did you find sanctuary? We will begin surrogation. So, but but so the two guys, as at this at this point in time, uh, is kind of a mystery to us. I mean, right. you know, we've been. You're to saying Loma. they're the elders at this point. They're these mystical figures. The mystical figures, indeed, because um, uh, Linda was kind enough to mention their names, and I'm sure if you if you Google, you'll find out the two guys' names. The Google, but it's not that important. What's right. important is what's going on at Lomography right. and what the two guys have set up. Well, Linda will tell us what their names are. <laughs> yeah, I think she does. Okay. But it was great because you took the mic, thank, thankfully, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and uh, you, wa- you, you worked the room a bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah, not too much. Not as much as you. Yeah, you talked to, uh, I, once again, I feel like I'm in a romper room. You talked to Ed mm. and Nick. Nick, one and, of the Nicks. And Rabia, <laughs> who was A number one. Right. A number one fan. Big fan. Big fan. Great person. Yeah. London, UK. Has a lot of Nicks and Daves. Right. We had at least three Nicks. Right. We had Nick Moyes. Mm. We had Nick Shields. Mm. And other Nicks. I thought we were going to have more Ians. 
No. I thought that was a very popular. We had Dave's. Name. A lot of Dave's. Dave. Yeah, I knew Dave was a popular. Yeah, yeah. Dave. But let's 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 go back to the shop where John takes the mic and works the room. Kunk kunk chunk. <laughs> Hello, this is John with the Film Photography Podcast. How's everybody? I'm here with Rabia and Marlene. Now, what what are you? Uh, what kind of cameras have you brought with you today? Um, I brought my faithful Fuji Natura Classica, which oh. is a Japanese one, and I have the LCA. Mm, lovely. Which one are you going to be shooting with the most today? You think? I, I both. I can't choose. That's why I always carry both. Like, ah, you know? <laughs> see, it's good to have them both with you at all times. And what about you, Robbie? Um, I also brought my LCA because uh-huh. uh, you know we shoot Lomo stuff, so we always have our LCA. Uh-huh. And my Canon AE1 and the uh-huh. Diana F Plus. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Now, uh, what other cameras are you looking to acquire? Do you girl, first of all, do you girls have gas? Do you have gear acquisition syndrome? Are you yeah. looking to get more and more cameras? What cameras are on your list to acquire? Um, well, I need the LC wide. Uh, I just need you it. You do. You do need it. Because yeah. we're previewing it here today. It's a fantastic camera. It's just so much fun. Yeah, I've had the pleasure of, of viewing it as well, uh-huh. borrowing it. Um, and, um, yes, yeah, so definitely that one. And um, I think a, a Pentax is yeah. on my list as well. Uh-huh. I'm quite new, so I'm still sort of collecting like mad. See, that's the thing. You don't know what the possibilities are, and as you slowly creep your way through buying cameras and seeing what's out there, then you're going to want more and more and more and more. You're not going to be able to stop yourself. That's what happens. What about you, Rabia? What are you uh, interested in getting maybe in the future? Um, I, in the future, I would love to have a Polaroid pack film camera. Ah, you must talk with Michael. He will convert you. He's converted many people. <laughs> I, I, enter, I enter all the competitions, you know, oh, really? Polo, but I've never won them. Oh, well, you've got to keep carrying on because I'm sure we're going to do more of it. So we'll talk to you guys later on to, uh, today and see how things are working out. But thanks for spending time with us and thanks for coming out for our first photo walk in London. Thank you for coming down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a long way. Yeah, it was a little bit of a trip. Uh, I, actually, I think it was longer standing in the customs line than it was to fly oh, out here. <laughs> What's your name? Hi, I'm Ed. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Barnstead in Surrey. All right, thank you. Is that good? No, okay. <laughs> All the way from Surrey. Oh, yeah. And now, how long have you been listening to the uh, Film Photography Podcast for? Around about three months. Oh, really? So you're a newbie, yeah, I'm pretty, sort of. I'm pretty new to this, yeah. Okay. And uh, how long have you been into film photography? About three and a half months. Oh, really? So you're a newbie all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were shooting digital before? Yes. Yeah, I still have a bit now, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but don't tell Mike. Okay, I'll keep it quiet. All right, very good. Ed, E-D, Ed? Yeah, that's the one. E-D. E-D-D. Ed from Surrey? Surrey, yeah, yeah. It's Ed from Surrey. London. Yeah, it took me about an hour and a half to get here. S-U-R-R-E-Y? That's the fella. Okay, good. That's the fella. Bob's your uncle. John, are yeah. you when people are talking you remember are you remembering to put the microphone in their mouth? What do you mean? Like this. You guys are right. I person. think I'm doing pretty good. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. All right, well anyway, so, so what what got you into film photography? Uh somebody gave me a camera and I was like Wow. Was it a family member or uh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Old, older family member? Uh yes. Yeah. It would have to be because no younger family members have <laughs> film cameras. For now, as you you guys say, I've got a severe case of gas. So yes. uh, we all have gas here. I've got about seven cameras now. That was quick in three months? But unfortunately, three already broken. So, oh. uh, How'd that, that happen? I don't know. You drop them? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you got with you today uh, for so our photo today, walk? I'm down to the, uh, the second league of stuff. I'm down to the Olympus Trip 35, oh, very the Instax good. 210, 
and Polaroid 636. Right. Did Mike uh, get you into the Polaroids with the Instax? No, it was my local charity shop, and oh, they're really? kind of really cheap, and you just pick them up for five five bucks. Oh, month. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, good for you. Well, you're the second person with the Olympus trip here today. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's unusual to see two of them in the same room. Ah, okay. Maybe so the UK was a big... Uh, Big thing for him, yeah. Right. Well, it's going to be a great day. Thanks for coming out with us. I appreciate it. What part of town is this? In Soho. In Soho. Soho, London. Huh? We know that? Oh, I didn't know that, so now I know that. We're all on the same page now. And I'm speaking with? I'm speaking with Nick. Nick, how's it going? Where are you from? I'm from Norfolk. Oh, Norfolk. Norfolk, Virginia? No, Norfolk, uh, England. The original Norfolk. That's right. And uh, how long have you been into uh, film photography for? Probably since I was about nine or ten. Wow, you're you're old time film guy. Was uh, Kodak Instamatic? Ah, interesting. Where'd you get that from? Was that a gift? Yeah, it must have been a birthday present, I think. Yeah, ah. yeah, but that's way back in the seventies. So, wow. see, but er- everybody remembers their first kiss and their first camera, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What what uh, kind of cameras have you got here today? I've got Olympus Trip. Ah, another. Yeah, another wow. One. And um, Voigtlander, a rangefinder camera, uh-huh. and I bought my Dana as well. Oh, very good. So you got a wide range of everything yeah, yeah. here. Good. From Lomo to the Olympus trip. Yeah. And now, what, uh, what, do you, um, what kind of photography do you like to do? Portraits, landscapes, all of the above? Do you have a specialty? Uh, mainly landscapes. Uh-huh. Mainly with medium format. But I didn't bring my medium format cameras because they were too heavy today. Yeah. But I like shooting um, street photography as well, buildings, architecture. So, mm-hmm. uh, do you often come into the city to do that, or you just uh, travel around there? Yeah, wherever, really. Yeah, wherever I can. That's good. Well, appreciate you coming out today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, hold on to your hat. Hold on to your trip, actually. All right, I'm back in the basement of the Lomography Center. I'm speaking with... Paul Green. And his buddy? Will. Will. And you guys are Londoners, or Englanders, so to speak, just outside of London, about a couple of hours? And uh, how long have you been listening to the podcast for? Oh, since the beginning. Since oh, really? You knew about it from the beginning? I haven't listened. He's brought me along to kind of experience it ah, first. Ah, well, we got to break him in then, don't we? And uh, what, what are you shooting with today? Um, I have got Bronica Rangefinder with me and uh, Olympus M4. Oh, nice. And um, how, what got you into photography? You're a nice young man. It's usually old farts like myself here. What got you into film photography? Um... I don't know, to be honest. I used to play with cameras when I was little. Um, maybe a... I don't know, to be honest. Did somebody give you one, or did your grandfather die, and they're like, oh, what's this here, take it? Nothing like that. It was just I took some courses, I guess, and it just went from there. Just went from there. That's great. Now, do you shoot digital at all, or just complete film? Uh, complete film. Always good for you. And how about yourself? What kind of cameras do you bring today? One of his. Oh, one of his? Yeah. Relatively new to the film photography. Oh, really? Yes. Fantastic, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be okay. Really, it is. Well, thanks for coming out today. Appreciate it, guys. Bye, Al. Thank you. We're now at the East London Lomography Shop, and I'm standing here with Ewan. Hi. How you doing? Great, thanks. And uh, what did you? What cameras did you bring with you? Got a Nikon F100 SLR, Holger 120, uh, a couple of Matchbox pinhole cameras, and a Polaroid 240. Oh, a Polaroid 240. Yeah, haven't had that out so far today. They're not very common in the UK, I hear. They're harder to get hold of than I think they are in the States, but I um, had great luck finding one on eBay that was clearly being sold by someone who didn't quite know what it was. Uh, 
But I don't think it's been used for sort of decades. I think somebody's dad had it, and then it stayed in the loft for years. Um, because when I got it, it's in great condition. How long have you uh, been shooting film? Well, I used to sort of way back when, and then got completely out of the habit of photography. Came back to it with digital a few years ago, and have been back into film for well a bit less than a year. So I got into it with the DSLR. Um, I have Nikon digital SLRs. Uh, and then I've been getting sort of steadily more and more retro ever since. So I've been listening to you guys, and you keep making me buy stuff. As, uh, uh, quite a lot of people are saying that. What keeps you interested in film as opposed to, let's say, going back to digital? It's a bit more hands-on, and you can play with it. I and mean, one of the things I've been doing uh, just recently is these little matchbox pinhole cameras, and they're completely made out of a roll of film and some stuff that was lying around my flat. And every bit of it is kind of, I can see exactly what it's doing, and there isn't much to it. It's pinhole, a bit of cardboard for the shutter, uh, and a box that's p- coloured in black with a felt-tip pen to try and cut down on the light reflections. Um, and it's the same with the Holger. You can kind of feel all the bits of it, see what it's doing. And the Nikon's great, but even so, you feel a bit less connected, even with the film Nikon, um, because you point it in the right direction, it meters, it works out everything it needs to, you push the button, boom. You get a great shot out of it, but it's not quite the same thing. And frankly, I really like the waiting for the film to come back from yes. development. Not so much the waiting, but the day when it arrives. Yeah. Um, is great. You just don't get that with digital. You absolutely do not. What brought you to the FPP meetup in London? Well, I've been listening to FPP for a few months now, um, following the Flickr group, reading the discussions, posting a few things now and then. Um, saw all the stuff from the meetups in the States, which looked great. Uh, and then uh, there was the suggestion from uh, Darren to uh, get this one going. I think it was something like... Um, second response in the thread saying that's a great idea and really having done that I kind of had to come but it's been good, great so far been seeing so many um, different cameras with people that have brought stuff along there have been a few things that I've had my eye on that I've now got to see in person and just getting to meet up with so many other people um, doing the same kind of things is really good Has film use become uh, infectious? Have you uh, infected anyone else? Uh, have anyone, any of your friends who shoot digital now shoot film because of your use? Uh, I know various people that do shoot film. Um, I work for Oxford University and there's a photographic society and quite a lot of people there are starting out with digital. But some of, uh, after everybody's been uh, shooting digital for a while, a lot of people are getting into film uh, and the society does have access to a dark room, which I haven't used yet but must get around to at some point. But uh, yeah, there's quite a few film shooters around but I don't think I can claim responsibility for converting anybody yet. Okay, fair enough. Working on it, a yeah. few maybe, but uh, I keep sometimes taking some of the film kit along to uh, the uh, University Photo Sock meetups. But uh, enjoy the rest of the day, and thanks for taking the time to chat. I will. Thanks for coming over. It was great. It was great. You. Thanks. I'm standing here with John. John, you have what do you have? The LC Wide. Yes, it's a beautiful camera. So they gave you the LC Wide in Soho. That's right. And now you brought it down to what is this? East End. What is this? East. Lomography East. Lomography East. Yes. And you're going to hand it back in pieces. <laughs> no, just two pieces. No, we're going to have Lab Rat Jack develop the uh, film that we took, 36 exposures. We'll see oh, what kind of fun we had. Very nice. So we'll Instant. Back. Yeah, we'll have the prints back before you can say, Bob's your uncle. Thank you, John. Thank you. I'm standing here with Dave, but uh, most FPP listeners know you as Donker Dave. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And you've been listening for a while? I guess I picked you guys up in November of last year, actually. And you started emailing us? Yeah, I've sent you a few mails, and I'm posting the Flickr group. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, Matt speaks of you a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been, I've been talking to Matt quite a bit, because we both do large formats, and he's got a 645 like I've got, so 
and playing around with the new Kodak films and yeah. It's probably because of the nickname Donker Dave. You reckon? Because everyone's like, oh, Donker Dave. Everybody yeah. wants to meet Donker Dave. Well, yeah, everybody wants to meet. Now it's we true. meet you. It's true. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the short story about why you're called Donker Dave? Um, short is um, I keep donkeys because otherwise it can get boring, you know, in the south of England, quite sort of. But um, yeah, keep donkeys and Donkey Dave isn't available on Flickr, so. It Germanized it for me to Donker Dave. So that's just on Donker Dave. So and are. you keep donkeys, and yeah. Pancho has a donkey on the cover of his album. Well, there you go. Perhaps we should get together. Absolutely. Is that one of your donkeys? No, it's not, unfortunately. No. And uh, Dave, how, how long have you been shooting film? 31 years. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I started when I was uh, eight. So I started with black and white and uh, had a little dark room in my bathroom at home and developed there kind of got into digital you know in 2005 2006 i say particularly my friends are saying you know is it time to go to digital yet time to go to digital and they go no wait a bit longer wait a bit longer and then they go yeah yeah get digital so i got into nikon in uh, in about that time and i had it for about a year and i didn't really like it i mean the pictures you know they're there straight away and they look really good but they just didn't have that sort of organic soul feel but i mean you know all about that because you're here but uh, so um but, I mean, it's a really exciting time to be into film photography. I mean, there's two really exciting things. One is film cameras are so dirt cheap. I sold my Nikon gear, and now the cameras are dreamed of, like a large format, um, Rolly uh, medium format, and some you know, Canon F1 35mm. So I've got myself a nice little setup there for, for, for nothing, really, compared with the amount I sold my digital kit for. And then there's some really exciting films coming along. You know, Kodak is producing some fantastic colour negative film. You can really push it and um, you know, the shadow detail and everything. It's so easy to get beautiful images out of them. And um, you're, you're, primar- you're primarily more into 4x5 photography. Yeah, I shoot mainly 4x5. And then if I'm not shooting 4x5, I tend to shoot Polaroid. Or, or is it 5x4? I'm 4x5. You call, you call it? Yeah, it's supposed to be 5x4 in the UK. I'm a more of a 4x5 kind of man. And it's 8x10. Oh, yes. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know why that is. Now, what are you shooting? What cameras do you have 4x5? Um, I've got a Linhoff, a Linhoff Technica, and, um, which is a really nice uh, rangefinder-based um, camera with a ground glass so you can do all your composition, swings and tilts. It's, it's a field camera, so clamshell design. And um, I, I use 4x5, but I also use a 6x12 panoramic back on it as well. Quite a lot of my photography is panoramic, so I kind of like that sort of slitty-eyed look. And you're also shooting 120 and 35 millimeter as well. Yeah, I, I do that. I do 120 and 35. I've got a bit of gas, you know. I think everyone here's got a bit of gas. So, uh, it, but it's good because I mean, I tried some things, didn't get on with it, eBayed it, got another one. It's a good sort of exchange policy going on there. So you can try and buy and swap around, which is why film photography is great. You can't do that with uh, film photography. I mean, like last film lens I bought was a uh, 17 to 55. It was 600 quid. You know, f2.8, nothing special. And 600 quid, you know, you can buy yourself a Rolly, you can buy yourself a large format, you know, all together, and 35, but you can get a nice little setup there. Dave, what are you doing? What do you think? Get off your high chair, Mr. High and Mighty Donkey Keeper, and get back to digital. Now shove off. Do your friends ever say that? No, they don't say that. (laughs) Should I cut that out? No, no, keep it in. It sounds good. It's American fantasy. I thought Dwayne did the best uh, UK accent, actually. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. He was was right in there. You know, Mary Poppins style. It was brilliant. Really good. But, you know. What's his name? Uh, Dick Van Dyke would have yeah, been proud. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke would be proud. Article, actually, how he admitted openly that it was the worst British accent ever. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's, that's, how you guys, that's how you guys think we talk, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Well, I, I you think we think that everything's... Oi, I, I, no, you think that. 
I, I've listened to The Clash and uh, watched The Young Ones and whatnot, so I have a little bit wider palette of the English uh, accents. Dave, any experimenting with instant films? Uh, I love instant films. I, 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 it was never really big in the UK. I, 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 well, not for me anyway, but... Um, when you guys were doing the Polaroid photography podcast, I thought I had to join you, and um, so I got myself um, a LAN camera, and um, that's just beautiful. And the, and the kids love it because it's like this weird design, and the bellows come out, and they think, what's going on? And you take the picture, and then you show them the picture, and it gives you a beautiful um, colour image. Um, the black and white film's good. You can still get the Fuji film available really easily. I, I love it. That's what I mainly use for like family shots, is I, as I use the Polaroids. And then the 4x5, well, that's when I'm on my own and I could take time. And you have a Polaroid back for your 4x5? Yeah, I use a Polaroid back. I use um, the smaller version so I can just use the, uh, the Fuji FPC film in it. So and it's a bit cheaper. And the back, it shrinks the image to fit the film? Or you cut, does part of the image get cut off? Yeah, part of the image gets cut off. But, but, I mean, you're looking through a ground glass, so I've just got some pencil marks on the ground glass where the image is going to be. So it's easy. But I mean, you can, then you can put you know tilts and shifts and swings and all sorts of things, and, and it's good for um, if you're doing studio photography. You can get things nicely set up. Take it with the uh, with a Fuji, and then you've got an instant picture, and then you can take it with color negative or your black and white. Put the film in the back. Have you influenced any of your friends to get back to film? Not at all. What? Not at all. No. No, I know it's really poor, um, but they're all they're all stuck in the digital you know domain, and they're they're spending. You know, the guy bought D7000 and D700. They're spending thousands of pounds, and all they do is upload their pictures to Flickr. I don't actually think anyone makes pictures anymore. You know, they don't actually get the images printed out. So why spend all that money to get a 2,000-pixel image on your computer? I, I really don't know. It is insane. Don't you think that it's really just, uh, for film photography, it's, it's a bit more of an effort, but if you're smart about it, you really do not need to spend any more. No, no, it's cheaper. Yeah. It's definitely cheaper. I mean, I developed my own film, and, you know, it's black and white is easy, and it's pence to develop black and white. So, so to digital, is, it's easier? It's, it's much easier. It's convenient. It's there. It's instant gratification. But you haven't got a picture. Yeah. You've got to make an image. And did you know that you were coming out to this meetup? Did I know? Like, when you heard this announce it, did you immediately think, I'm going to be there? Yeah, because, you know, it's like an addiction, and there aren't many people that share that addiction with me, so... That's true, right? Yeah. You've got to get out of your home element, away from those digital files. And where are you from? I'm from um, Lewis, which is sort of 60 miles south of here. Yeah. That's not far. No, it's not far. Yeah. But it's far in the UK, but it's not far. Ah, very good. Well, good. Thank, thank you very much for chatting with us, Dave. It's a pleasure. And I'm sure we'll chat in the future. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. The Pentax Auto 110. That's right. And this is how you found our show? That's how I found the show. I bought a 110. I wanted more information on it. State your name? It's Hugh. Hugh, Hugh I live in Wales. And, um, yeah, Googled, Googled the 110. Your show came up. So I listened to that. And then I listened to all of them. Then one after another from the start. <laughs> what so, else have you bought that we've talked about? Well, Anything else? I did buy the Polaroids yeah. push. Ah, another convert. Yeah, I oh, know. But I, bought, I, I didn't have much fun with it because I had the impossible film. Uh, and I, I just wasn't lucky with the ones I had, so I, I'm going to have to try it a bit better again and see, see what I come up with. But it's because this 110, I got onto your show, and it's been really good. How do you like the 110? I haven't had anything developed off it yet. I, I, want, to do a bo- I want to do about four or five rolls and then send them off in bulk, so I've only taken about two or three on it so far. But it came with all the, all the film, all the different lenses. It's just an amazing little camera. 
It is an amazing little camera. It's just, Have you ever seen that before? Yeah. No, I've never seen one of those before. It's, it's incredibly small. And they're only about £40 pound for a full set with all the lenses. I just can't believe it. It's just one of those cute little cameras to have because gas. Are you having... <laughs> Are you having a difficult time finding film? No, you get on the bay. They're there. If you look for it and wait, some people want stupid amounts of money for it, but it's just a matter of sitting and watching and buying in bulk. Yeah. There's, there's some geezers doing about 200 rolls for 150 quid. But, you know, you could buy it and resell it. But, you know, it's ideal. But, yeah, it is a bit hard, but it's just a niche little market. You know, it's just a nice toy camera to play with. We're going to do more 110 coverage in the future. Yeah. We don't do enough of it. I mean, we don't. We, we've left it for a while. Yeah. For some reason, we seem to be stuck on Polaroid. Well, <laughs> that seems a continuing sort of theme, Polaroid, isn't it? Well, I'm, I'm looking for the mother load of 110 film so that I can promote it and make the film available. Oh, it's been very difficult to find the film. On the bay. There is, there's somebody selling about 200 rolls on the bay at the moment in yeah, That's a lot. How much? <laughs> his eyes light up. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I, off the top of my head, I don't know. But he's always on there selling... 200 ASA 110 film in bulk. Is that kind of negative then? Yeah. And how, what sort of expiry dates on that? Cause oh, ridiculous. ridiculous. 2002, I think, some of them are. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's Mike Rosso. I'm here in the FPP studio with Matt and John. Hey. I'm here to talk about the Film Photography Store. That's right, Film Photography Podcast. We have our own store, filmphotographystore.com. And if you have been thinking about getting a Polaroid camera, whether it's a Polaroid Pack camera, like the Color Pack 2, or the Polaroid 420 camera, that's Matt's camera. Oh, yeah, it's a great camera. Or maybe you want a Polaroid one-step close-up camera, a Polaroid impulse camera. Maybe you need some FP100C. Maybe you need some the elusive FP100B. Oh. Maybe you need some expired Polaroid, Polaroid Polo 108 film. I think I might. Yes. Filmphotographystore.com help support the guys at FPP to keep these shoes coming your way. Yes. Filmphotographystore.com, thank you very much. Now get over there. Mm, That's right, yeah. Yeah. I'm here with Nick at Lomography East. Uh, Nick, uh, tell us a little bit what, what brought you out today to the FPP meetup. Well, uh, friends with the guys that run the store, uh, friends with people that, that, that do lomography as well. Oh, you're one of our lomography guides, right? Yeah, well, I, I, um, I came into it through, through friends. We had, I had a mutual friend from years ago who, who took up uh, film photography about the same time as I did. He ended up meeting his wife on Flickr, uh, and now she runs the lomography store. Uh, and we have a little group of friends that go out on weekends and take photographs. And uh, one of those guys found your podcast, is a real big fan, and, uh, and brought us down here today to, to come, and, come and sort of meet with the guys who do film photography, but not just lomography. So there's like kind of a bigger uh, ecosystem of guys doing this stuff, I guess. That's, that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you shoot, what do you shoot with primarily? Primarily the LCA. I love it. It's a real good workhorse camera. Rangefinder, don't need to spend too much time fiddling, focusing. Um, so much going on in, in London where I, where I live that, that you have to uh, be kind of quick on the draw to get the photos you want. So rangefinders for me are, are where it's at. And um, occasionally uh, Holger as well, just to get a nice big 120 kind of square frame type stuff. So those are my two workhorse cameras. And then the odd XA2 or the Trip 35 now and again. So, But that's, that's my kind of thing. But then 
guy here's got bought like a little 110, cute little 110. Pentax Auto 110. That's the one, and uh, he's here because of you guys, apparently, like, uh, or, or the other way around. The camera led him to your podcast, and now he's here. So um, we've just been Googling where we can get one. Uh, so I think we're going to... I've been trying to get, um, like, on the uh, in the States, there's a freestyle photographic, a very big uh, uh, West Coast photographic house where you can buy supplies, film. Freestyle! I've been trying to get companies excited about 110 photography, but it hasn't quite caught on. You could buy quite a few 110 toy cameras from China, but they don't seem to have made their way into the, even the lamography world yet. Well, maybe that's something that uh, something that will come over time. It kind of needs a grassroots thing, I guess. So maybe we, maybe it starts here. Maybe we all go out buy a 110 camera and start pimping it. Because I mean, I don't I don't see any photography out there on 110. No one's doing it. Um, I don't know where the film comes from. Whether whether that's still in good supply. Whether there are shops who develops it. But once once people start asking for it, then maybe they'll maybe the, the industry will follow. Maybe Lomography will release a 110. It's a smaller for folks who don't know. It's a, a 110 film is a smaller. It's 16 millimeter gauge film. So it gives you a grainier image, and when you're shooting with plastic cameras, of course, it gives you a different, very different look. Well, that would be good to see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy one of these little, little ones. It's such a cute. It makes your hands look gigantic. It's, it's smaller than your hands. So um, it's a real talking, pe- talking piece. So people are going to ask about it, and, and I think it'll be really good fun to use. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go straight out and get one when I get home. Tell me a little bit about, in London at least, what is the Lomography community like? Uh, uh, for example, at FPP, we've developed a, a community of people where you actually know people now that we met through the Internet. Uh, the fact that Lomography has a store and is online, have you and the folks at Lomography got, you have a regular group now? Yeah, there's, there's uh, kind of two things. I mean, I, I'm part of a small, very small group of friends who met through Lomography. We, um, we just completely independent. We organize ourselves and we go on little photo walks around town. Um, alongside all that, the shops run events almost every day. In the evening, there are workshops. At the weekends, they go on photo walks. There's a group today have gone down to Brighton to go shooting, led by the, the crew. And they'll help you out. They'll, they'll, they'll teach you how the cameras work. Um, they'll, they'll, if you're brand new to it, there's little workshops on the LCA or the Dianas and how all that stuff plugs together. So that brings people together because people meet and then they go out together and then they start shooting. And that's, and that's a really nice thing because ultimately these these hobbies are boring on your own right you want to you want to have fun with with others and that's where that's i think part of what lomography brings to film photography is the community aspect which is very hard to get on on your own just otherwise right absolutely absolutely what do you think uh future holds for the whole group do you think it'll continue think it will grow i think it's going to grow i I, this this shop here we're in now in east in east um is a new shop and they're growing lomography is growing in general and i think that's being driven by a larger kind of uh, film photography, an interesting kind of film photography, and the retro kind of uh, feel that that gives people. Because I think people are getting a, a board of digital, and they're looking for an alternative to pixel perfect shots every time. So I think that the analog is driving lamography, and it's it's on its way up still. Awesome, Nick. Thanks for chatting. Thank you. Thank you. What, what is your, what is your name? Rodzlin. You shoot? Yes. What do you shoot with? Uh, Lomo LCA and um, uh, Fisheye and uh, um, XA2. Part of the group here in London, the Lomography group? Yes, and the other little group. Do you work here? No, no I don't work here. Do you go to any of the workshops? Uh, yes, I do, but um, we do our own photo walks as well, like me and my friends. So. Are you very shy? Yes. <laughs> 
Okay, I'll stop grilling you then. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It looks it looks like there might be can, looks like there might be candy in there. Yes, it is. It's eye candy. Now, John, tell me. Wait, don't open it yet. What is it you have? This is the the roll of film that we shot with the what, what's the official? The LC wide. LC wide. The new uh, camera. Do you think it's? Uh, what do you think you get, it's going to be in there? Uh, special, something special. Uh, John, the envelope, please. The envelope. There it is. Oh dear, there's some negatives, and we're going to pass these around so everybody can see. Oh, how did you do that? A double exposure. Oh my God, that's great. If I do say so myself. <laughs> we'll pass these around to everybody. A couple of modes on here. You can shoot half frames. Oh. Or you can put it in double exposure mode where you can cock the shutter. And take multiple exposures. This looks like something that would be like blown, blown up on their wall. Oh, this it is. looks like the album cover, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, they, look at this. That's John. Ooh, look at this advert. It's nice. These, these are mostly double exposures because they're the end of the roll, and I was trying to blow how'd them off. Get, real quick. How'd you get the curly whirly thing? The curly whirly. It's all like. Did you twist the camera as you were shooting? No, I did not. I didn't do anything. It's just a 17 millimeter wide lens. So oh. How many double exposures? You you a double exposure happy? Well, let me see. I'm double exposure crazy. Now this you can half the f- the frame. Half frame. And it's pretty seamless. There's no hard line in there. It just kind of melds together there. So it's really the cool. smooth yeah. sailors would like this. Yes, definitely. It's because it's very smooth. Oh, look this at that! Is, this is available light downstairs. This is available light down here at the uh, Lomo East. Oh, look at you. That's me. Look at that. It's an action shot. An action shot. Okay, John, speed it along. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm trying to look at all these here. Okay. Good, good. Yeah, that's very cool. That's a good one. Our friend Ewan. Yeah. These are very, uh, like, sterile. These are, this is a nice shot. The group shots are nice. <laughs> okay, not. The, the police are going to take me away. Yeah, really. It looks like they are taking you away in that photo. Yeah, this is uh, traditional British bus. London double decker bus. Up, oh, see, there's me on the wrong focus setting. Stoops. Yeah, there's not too much to uh, to think about with the camera, just the, the focus, and whether or not you, you do work. focus. Well, no, there's two settings. There's, uh, I guess, close and infinity. Oh, very nice. That's it. This is a wide shot that I should have had. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, here's another. Uh, Darren, there were quite a few keepers in there, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Yeah, lots. There's an awesome one of the London bus. That's a good one too. Yeah, is that your finger? See. Uh, who told me I had the uh, strap in front of the lens? <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Documented proof of, of being stoops. Hey, Jeremy, what do you think of these images? Because I know you're not a Lomo guy, which is good. I like the pr- different perspective. Uh, well, they're interesting. I like that one with the, the guy looks like he's standing on thin air because it's just so blown out. Right, right. Um, but I don't think I'll be buying one of these cameras. It's just a different head, right? Well, I, think, I, I don't know how much of it's... The camera and how much of it's the photographer. Uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Oh, look at this group shot. Look at this. What's your name, sir? Uh, Abdul. And uh, you're here with the group? Yeah. You're part of the Flickr? Um, I only joined, joined recently. I only found your, the podcast about a month ago. How did you know about this event? I was following the, uh, the Flickr group. So I just saw a thread and I thought, oh, because um, I'm, I live in London, so I thought, yeah. It's, uh, Very nice. I saw you walking around with this camera. It's quite impressive looking. Yeah, um, I bought this on eBay, but um, there's quite a couple of things that were wrong with it. Uh, I took it to a Hasselblad dealer, and uh, he he kind of services Hasselblads, and he just touched it, and he just within five minutes had it working. Yeah, so uh, and, then, and he didn't tar- charge me as well, so I got a got a good result out of it. So it's very nice. And we, what year do you think this is? I'm not sure. 
But the person on eBay said they hadn't used it for 20 years, so 20 years plus. I've, I've done some little bit of research, but I can't remember the date. How many cameras do you own? This, this is the first medium format, because I usually shoot 35mm. What do you use? Um, I, I usually have, I have a Pentax P30T, and I have a couple of old Pentax. Ten years ago, when I started, I just, I just picked up a Pentax. Oh, very nice. So I just, that's what I've kind of continued with. And recently, I just wanted to move up. I just want to experiment with some medium format. I bought a Dyna F Plus yes. from Lemography. Yeah, look at that. So you're, you're pleased with the images coming out of that camera? Kia V88? I've only shot two rolls so far, and it's kind of two expired. Um I think it was T-Max or something. So and and so uh, and when I developed them, I, I didn't take much care of it. I just kind of really wanted to see them. So with this role, I'm going to take much more care right. in developing it. Right. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for ch- chatting with us. No problem. We chatted with you yet? What's your name? Uh, Nick Shields. Oh, Nick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. You're holding his camera. I'm sorry. Well, you're, how do you spell your name? A B D U L. Abdul. Abdul, okay, good. You're yeah. holding Abdul's camera. I'm holding someone else's camera. It's a camera I would like very much because it's a copy. You don't look like you want to let it go. I, d- I don't want to let it go. It's lovely, isn't it? But it's a copy, isn't it? So of um, the Hasselblad, so I'd like to get one of these. This it's, is um, it's the Russian. Version. Russian? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, um, it was made in uh, Kiev. Yes, Kiev, yeah. So they, made, they made a few of these. Um, they made this one. They made Kiev 4, which is a copy of a Contax. And, and there's a couple, like the Zorkis are copies of Likers right. as well. So I quite like that element. We have a bunch, we have an awful lot of Nicks here today. Oh, right. That's, which Nick are you? I'm Nick Shields. Nick Shields. I want a camera from you. That's right. You have to remind me every time yeah. I see you. <laughs> you sent me a few emails you have, actually. Polaroid. Yeah, that's it. And you sent some film as well. Very generous. So. Nick, what do you mostly shoot with? I uh, mostly shoot with my. Uh, Lomo LCA, but I got one of the original ones, so it cost me about fifty pounds, and I, I like that very much. It's got really good pictures to it, get it cross processed. It's really nice. How did you get into film? Um, I saw the Lomo website, to be honest, and I thought it had some really nice different lenses. There was like four lens cameras and things like that, and I, I liked the effect. And F1, I had F1, I knew had a digital camera, and I thought they were a little bit boring. F1 took the same pictures, but with film, you kind of get a nice different contrasts and looks to them as well which I really like so uh, that's why I like film Awesome and uh, do you shoot any medium format? Uh, yeah I've got a Diana and a Holger as well and I you know, I like those very much they're cool cameras and I, I would like to get a Kiev 80 as well No kidding? Yeah I think the 88 is a, a lovely camera it's, quite, it's like almost a, a cheaper entry into the Hasselblad I can tell by the way you're holding it yeah, I'm not going to give it back, I don't think. Uh, what do you do? Um, you do eBay to look for things like that? Yeah, I use eBay an awful lot, um, mainly to buy cameras. I just bought a, a Pentax recently on eBay. Uh, that's a nice camera as well. So, yeah, eBay, I, I normally use last-second bidding as well. So, Do you shoot any instant photography? Uh, yeah, the Polaroids as well. Um, of course, the Polaroid you got from us. I got from you, uh, yes, I got that. And I've got uh, the Diana Instant back as well. Which is uh, the Fuji Instax Mini? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've got the Instant back for that, which is really nice as well. So, um, and you're shooting some Impossible films? Uh, yeah, some of the Impossible film. I'm hoping to go over there, actually, at the end, uh, probably beginning of next year, because I've got a friend out there, and I might go and visit the factory as well. So, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was quite keen on the idea of going to visit the factory while I'm out there seeing a friend. So Maybe you could be our correspondent out there. Yeah, the Dutch correspondent. To go that'd be great, right? Yeah, that'd be good fun. Yeah, I'd like that. And how did you... Are you enjoying the day? Yeah, it's good fun. There's, there's a lot of us here as well, which is really good. It's such a small shop, and it's packed full of uh, people shooting film, which is good fun. It, absolutely. Thanks for chatting. Thank you.
We're here at the Lomo Lab in East London with Ollie. Hello. What are you doing right now? I, I'm just uh, scanning some uh, 4x4 black and white uh, 120 prints. How long have you been at the Lomo Lab? Uh, about a week. A week? Yeah. Really? How do you like it? Uh, it's pretty good. Much better than my last lab. Is that right? They kicked you out? No. <laughs> Thankfully not, no. No, it was my decision to move on. Oh, good, good. And how are the folks here at Lomography? Uh, everyone's really friendly, yeah. Really welcoming, really good. Do you uh, operate just this machine or you operate the processor as well? Uh, absolutely everything. Everything? Yeah. Now, don't let me keep you from your work, but over here, this is the C41 processor. C41! It's got rollers, it's got all sorts of neat stuff in there. There's no violence against it doesn't break down and I understand that the Fuji rep is very proud of you guys because uh, there's not a lot of breakdowns and uh, there's not stuff being chewed up or caught in there. No, no. We, we do keep good care of them, yeah. That's awesome. Jack from Lomography from the lab, right? Yeah. Are there a lot of C41 processing units still in London? Not as many as there used to be, but we do still have uh, quite a few places that will process your C41. None, none as well as we do, obviously. Oh, absolutely not. Labs that will process C41, they're, they're not really going away. People are still using it. The, the lab is new to Lomography this year, correct? Yeah, yeah. We installed it in January, and it's only been open since March, in fact. And how has it been going? Uh, it's been stressful, just because uh, we've had so much demand. Like, I, I really didn't realize there are that many film photographers still out there i mean i'm one of them but i just didn't didn't think that we'd get be so oversubscribed did you process john's roll of film uh i didn't it was ollie uh, did it was ollie who did that he did a very good job on it too he did we're gonna look at some stills john from your roll that you shot with what was the camera john lcy do you have you been shooting with the lcy uh, i shot a pre-production uh prototype oh very nice yeah, it was, it was really nice. I wasn't allowed to tell anyone about it, but, uh, but now, now I can come clean. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for the time, Jack. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming and seeing the lab. It's yeah, great. Yeah, it's great awesome. We're walking in the East London with Jeremy North. You're very popular on our podcast. You've been featured. <laughs> I've been featured, yeah. I was a bit surprised, actually. That. Were you really? Yeah, well, you, you, you stick your photographs up on Flickr like everybody else. Yeah. And then you hear your name mentioned on a podcast, and it's uh, I had to smile. It's a bit fun, right? Yeah, yes, it's fun. I think that, uh, I think that uh, Matt and maybe Dan, who was uh, on our show, uh, do you think they see you as, quote-unquote, proper photographer? Well, I don't know, really. Okay. Um, I, suppose, I suppose they probably do. Probably because uh, you're shooting 4 by 5 no, I don't shoot 4x4. 120? No, that, that picture that, that uh, Matt picked out was a 10x8, large format. But I did that at, um, I did that at um, a photography show where they had it set up in a booth. And so oh. you just went and took your own photograph using that camera. So that went a long way because immediately yeah. people are now thinking of you as an 8x10 photographer. Yeah. Maybe, I should, maybe that should be our dirty little secret. Yeah. You, in speaking with you uh, uh, at the Lomography shop, uh, plastic cameras and whatnot, I mean, it's not, you You seem to appreciate it, but it's not for you. Yeah, I see why other people like it, because it does have a certain look. Yeah. But, no, it's not my thing. What is uh, your uh, favorite uh, format and, and camera to use? My favorite that I've got, anyway, is my, uh, my medium format. I love shooting with my Contax 645, because it's got the most fabulous lens. I just like it, and even when you say... If you're shooting transparencies, just looking at a big, neg- a big negative, or a, even better if it's a transparency, like I was saying, on a light box, it just looks fabulous, you know. When did you get your start in photography? Oh, um, when I was about 18. Funny enough, my I had a cousin visiting over from Australia, and he left his camera for me, and it was a Yashica rangefinder camera, and I kind of worked out how, how to use it. 
from then on, I just went in, I got myself an SLR, went the whole route like that, and then I started like using it to shoot anything I liked. So I used to go to concerts and, and gigs and things like that, take pictures of the musicians. You know, it really got me into photography like that, I suppose. Now, you, you showed me some of your business cards, which have some images, images on it. Namely, I saw Blondie. Have you shot a lot of uh, pop figures? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, used to gig, I used to go to, I would try and get down the front. In fact, I remember taking the pictures of the Blondie concert, um, and I, I only had a, like a 50mm lens and a 200mm, so I'd get my 200mm lens. I was that close to her at the front of the stage that I had to kind of lean back, otherwise she would have been out of focus. So you, you were not like official press photographer, you were just in the audience? Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to just try and get down the front and take a few pictures and, and then it was sorted. Do you think times have changed? I would imagine so, yeah. I don't think people are allowed to get out their seats nowadays. They don't allow for cameras in. You know, there's all sorts of things like that to stop people, you know. I, don't know, I think even official photographers are only allowed into gigs for a certain amount of time before they're booted out, so... Do, do you exhibit your... Uh you know, your, your uh, pop, or I should say your um, rock and roll stars that you've shot on, on your site or anywhere on the internet, or you have them hidden away? No, I've got a few pictures of, um, like, uh, Blondie, uh, Toya. I've got a few photographs. Of, I think I've got some Peter Gabriel, yes. Uh, but not much, really, because half the hassle is I've got to go back through all my old negatives and scan them, so I haven't really done that yet because there's just so many of them. What are, what are the, some of the pop stars that you've shot? Well, the groups... Groups like Genesis, yes. Who else? Peter Gabriel, of course. Blondie, Toya. Uh, you are an FPP superstar. <laughs> Not really. I mean, you know, I just like to go to bands to see bands. You know, see see gigs back in the sort of in the late seventies, early eighties. And then I, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of started looking at other stuff as well so I didn't really take much after that of, of, for pop concerts I started going to classical and that's not really much to photograph then <laughs> just an orchestra it's not the same is it when did, and when did you discover like flickr.com God, I don't know when I joined up to that I, I suppose I must have heard it talked about on a tech podcast or something like that um, so maybe about five years ago I think I think it was something like that what did you think of it did you find it to be a nice community flickr yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, one of my frustrations is that, that maybe people don't edit their pictures enough because I would like to look through some photo streams when I see one or two pictures I like. But you look, you look and you've got like 6,000 pictures and you think, I'm never going to look through all that. So maybe you only look at a couple of their pages. Whereas if somebody only has two or 300, it's quite easy to scroll through their, their um, photo stream and, and see all their images, you know? So you like people to be a little more uh, picky about what they put up? Yeah, you know, I mean, what's the point of putting six photographs of something that's almost identical? Just put one up. Right. Or if it's, it's a picture that doesn't really work very well, it's just a, a picture of something... It might mean something to them, I suppose. But if you want other people to look at it, you've got to, you know, you just got to make it easier for them. So I would say, yeah, I'd like people to be a bit more... So you have a, you have a very good mind about editing. Yeah, well, after all those years, I've still only got about 150 pictures up there because I want people to see what I think are my best pictures, not just everything I ever shot. Mind you, I, I don't usually shoot bad pictures. <laughs> we all say that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, I would just like... I just feel that people maybe don't don't go through their images and just pare them down to their very best. So that's very good advice, actually. Well, I would think so, but yeah. I understand other people as well. Maybe they just think every, they want everybody to see everything they do, but I don't know, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Or if there's a, a shoddy picture up, there's a reason behind it. I'll put the process of why it looks like that, the mistake I made. I mean, some, sometimes, I was going to say, sometimes I've put a picture up there for a specific reason, but after it's, I think it's served its purpose, well, I'll take it down and I'll, 
and sometimes I just go back through my pictures and think well that's been up for a while it hasn't had that many views I'll just take it down whereas if it's had comments on it I usually keep it there because obviously somebody liked it right well that's awesome advice thank you it's uh, great having you as part of the FPP community well no it's great being here it's really good that you came over I always look forward to every, every episode and especially the sound not especially but you know you've got to keep in the the sound clips, I've always enjoyed that. I just think it adds to the quirky nature of, of the podcast. And yeah, so keep that up. And thanks for coming over. Fantastic, thanks. Super positive. Oh, yeah. We have some clips coming up. Uh, I'm going to do a quick intro. Uh, we met Thomas Stone, but he has an accent, so mm. it's more like Tom. Hello. I don't remember Tom. Tom is the King Crimson. Right. The Greg Lake of King Crimson. Right. He's in it in in, with his brothers, nonetheless. Yes. I think his dad plays drums as well, if no I remember way. correctly. Yeah, I think so. Tom. King Crimson tribute band. They do only the first album, but the whole first album. He's on uh, Flickr. Is he t- like yes. Tom Stoner? Or yeah, T H O M, yeah. T H O M. Tom Stone, he's in a King Crimson. He's King in a lot of stuff. Crimson, tribute band. Very creative guy. He plays Greg Lake. Great guy. He was the Ray DeVust of our tour. <laughs> uh, I feel that there are like doubles. Like in other yeah, words. Doppelgangers. Yes. Uh, um, we know a guy here in the States, Ray DeVust. You come out of a certain mold. The way you move, the way you talk, the mm-hmm. way you look. Hair, everything. Hair. Beard. Uh, Ray, you... Ray had blonde hair and beard though, and Tom had... Uh, yes. There was also a Chris... Yeah. Ficcio yeah, and um, uh, Chris's pal is Tom. Tom. Yeah. Tom, Tom Schaefer. Schaefer. That's frightening. What if we meet another Mike Grasso? There was a. <laughs> oh no. Chances was, are pretty good, right? There was a Chris and Chris and Tom. There was a UK version, and I believe they were called Will and what was the pal? The two. The young I forget guys. the young guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was just getting involved. Paul. Was it Paul? Or was it Paul? Paul. Yeah. Paul. Paul. And they were, no. like, exact. Right. Nice. One guy's not into photography, was getting into it. Right. They both came together, probably on a, a train or a bus, just like, you know, uh, Tom and Chris. Chris. <laughs> and it was pretty cool. That's so come, great. So we have Tom Stone coming up, uh, our A number one fan, Rabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know you interviewed her, so I interviewed her again. Oh, great. I'm but sure she, you got a better interview. She had her. a Canon AE-1 around her neck. Did she? Which is great because, you know... Not everyone that shoots Lomo is just into, you know, the whole Lomo scene. Right. Yeah. A, 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 a SLR camera. And that's, a, that's a great one to have. Mm-hmm. But uh, she, she buys a lot of cameras. Does she? Yeah. She's got gas. As a, as a matter of fact, <laughs> before we got off the plane in New Jersey, coming back, there was already an order in the FPP store for a Polaroid for 420 camera. Nice. Uh, yep. She is not going to regret that. No. No. no it's already no on its way over there. Uh, that's what, see, that's why you brought the 430. Everybody's brilliant. hooked. I brought the 430 because I, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I felt I don't want to tread on the 420 because you guys, you know, you shoot with it. April shoots with it. You know. Oh, it's it's all good though. I mean, they're all great cameras. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how about the Smooth in 320? The Smooth in 320. That's the camera I brought to the Smooth Sailors. Oh yeah, um, guys love that thing. Oh man. And I was uh, doing double exposures, which yeah. we have. A, don't we have a letter? The images are awesome. Yeah, we have a letter right here. Did you post those un- under your... Yeah, they're on Flickr. On Flickr? Yeah, yeah some very cool shots, especially of Dane. Uh, someone who purchased a, a, a 420 camera. A f- I'm sorry, a 4... This guy 40. has a 440 camera. Mm-hmm. There's a 420, a 430, What's 440. What's the 440? What do you get the, with 440 the 440 has a timer on the back, Yeah, just like the 430. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, because years ago, 
the Peel film used to. You had the time oh, almost exact. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh. If, you, if you go a couple seconds over, it just get kind of muddy and blown. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. The older stuff, though, the expired stuff now, you want to let it cook a little longer. Yeah. So. Hey, Michael, I've been trying to make cool double exposures with my Polaroid 440 LAN camera, but I've had no successful attempts. It usually looks like crap. Oh. Ha ha. By the way, <laughs> I'm using FP100C. Any suggestions? New episode material, perhaps? Absolutely. Edward, Edwardio. 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 Edward, Edwardio. 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 I took, a, whether you have a 440, a 430, a 420, a 230, a 100, whatever number camera you have, of a camera with bellows. Bellows. I took a four, I took a Polaroid 320, and I went to see John and Dane and the rest of the smooth sailors mm-hmm. in their cramped rehearsal space. Yep. And this is a space where you have, it's dark. Yep. And it's just Christmas lights. It's dungeon. Oh, cool. And all their uh, LCD lights from their pedals and all mm-hmm. the electronic stuff. A lot of pedal have. boards. And because it was so dark, I turned the dark and lighten on my Polaroid land camera to lighten, which, and I had a, a flash not connected to the camera, mm-hmm. off, off camera. Off camera. So I would press the shutter, hold your, hold your finger down, which, by the way, if you don't know, with any pack camera, you know, you press the shutter, you need to keep your finger on it. Mm. Yes. Especially with the color pack, too. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You have to keep it there to finish out. Yeah, right. because the shutter opens and then closes. And you need to just hold it down until you hear the click. Yeah, click. You're not doing the opening. And cl- you're not doing the closing. Automatic. Yeah, it's automatic. Hence the, t- the name. <laughs> Lighten. By discretion. You don't have to go all the way. Lighten. The shutter opens. I fire the flash on a smooth sailor. And then after I fire the flash, the flash wasn't enough to close it down. Mm. So, so it open I while. would take the camera and have like a seizure. Like, yeah, <laughs> walk around the room like uh, like and you're standing on electricity. That, you'd be hitting all the Christmas lights and it would create a pattern. Did you double flash? Sometimes I would double flash. And sometimes once the, the shutter closed, I would cock the shutter again and shoot a double exposure. There you go. So You could shoot as many exposures as you want. Just don't pull it out. Just keep cocking the shutter. You and do you as many. Uh, I would recommend three. No more than three. I guess okay. after that, it'd be like madness, right? Crazy. Very much. And it'd be very blown, yeah. I'm sure. But uh, Edwardia, that's, that's it. That's all you need to do. I think that you're not working in a dark enough setting. Well, yeah. See, what if you're mm. not in a dungeon? You yeah. Know? What? Well, indoors, it works well. Like in a kitchen, in a mm-hmm. dimly lit kitchen. <clears throat> in your basement. Yeah, because that's usually not enough exposure for 100-speed yeah. film. I'm sure there's an art to getting fantastic photos with double, triple I exposures. have a shot. I took a single exposure, shutter open in the kitchen area of the studio. Justin and Jeff, they're all, their main exposure is clear because I flashed them, but it looks like Justin is being transported by like a Star Trek transporter. <laughs> uh-huh. I beamed him up. I beamed him up because he has a sci-fi thing holding up to his eyes. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. nice. And what I did was, is I, I flashed him, shot him, and the shutter is still open, and I just moved the camera up to a large fluorescent panel. Until uh, it shut. Yeah. yeah, and once your camera electronic eye Sees hits enough, light, yeah. right. it shuts. Interesting. Yeah. Or I received some emails that you could tape up the electronic eye. Yeah, uh. and you can get some really, really cool stuff that way. Yeah. So, Or some people... Uh, Put diff- not diffusion, but like a neutral density, kind of let uh, prevent more light from coming right. in, keep it open longer. Cool. Right. I, I really enjoy squeezing fun out of what's known as a traditional camera, mm-hmm. like putting wacky filters on a camera that normally you think of as giving you just a straightforward exposure, yeah. a, sh- a shot. 
like a Polaroid pack camera, mm-hmm. putting wacky filters in front of it or doing the double exposures, the long exposures. It really kind of makes for a different type of image. But uh, anytime you guys have questions out there, filmphotographypodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> but we should get back on the road, John, here. Yes, let's hit, hit the London Tom Stone, Rabia, Pancho. 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 Ian Cook. Ian Cook. Yep, and we'll be back. Tell us your name. I'm Tom Stone. Tom. Tom Stone. Tom Stone. Yeah. With an H. Yeah, I like Tom York. Pretentious. That's me. You seem a little shy about chit-chatting on the FPP, so we'll get right to it. You're in a, a uh, King Crimson tribute band. Yeah, we're a tribute to the first album. I was just in the past, or is this right now? Uh, this is happening right now. This is my brother's project. He's amazingly guitarist, decided he wanted to do some prog. Chose that album, which I was quite excited about. Couldn't find anything that I was quite capable of playing, so I decided to volunteer to sing. You only play the first album. Yeah, just the first album called The Crimson King because there's a huge, huge breakdown and it's, it's quite a long album when you think about it so we're just going to keep to that, I think. And you are Greg Lake, the singer. Is it Greg Lake? You, yeah. you, you, you tell me. It's a fantastic know. album. It is. It's one of my favourite albums of all time. There was a time when I used to get up and listen to it every single day. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. one of those kind of albums. It is. It is one of those albums, definitely, yeah. I love it. When did your interest in photography start? Since I was little, really. I, I used to roll around with a Kodak 110 camera, little fold-out one, loved that. Kind of stopped for a while. Picked up a digital SLR after playing with some digital compacts, wanting to do gig photography. So I did that for a bit, and uh, then discovered toy cameras and just got into film and just, well, back into film and just went mad. Just went mad. Got you, you have gone mad, right? Yeah, I've got about 50 cameras, all different shapes and sizes, all different films, so... Pretty obsessed. Hey, Pancho! Hey! <laughs> we're uh, on the streets of East London, I guess. And we're kind of scattered right now, but we're managing to keep it together. We're going up? Wait, wait, where are you going? We're, we're coming back next month for this to see this one with the Vivian Meyer exposition. So. Oh, Vivian Meyer's oh. here. Yeah. Exp- yeah. Yeah. In, well, she's in the beginning of July till 24th or something. Yeah. We're not, you're not leaving the group now, are you? No, we're just going to sit across the street. Oh, have, have a coffee. coffee. Oh, that's nice. You'll, you're going to catch up with us? Uh, yeah, because you guys come out here again, so... Oh, is that right? I think so, yeah. Okay. I hope so, actually. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Sit, relax, take it all in. What, what's your favorite camera right now, Tom? Oh, that's hard. It's got to be my Mamiya RB67. Oh, I see. It's my new purchase. I could not bring it today, even though it's breaking my back in my bag. But Did you immediately buy a Polaroid back for it, or did it come with it? I bought the Polaroid back before I even got a working lens for it, so I was yeah, I was well up for shooting Polaroid on it. How do you feel about the Fuji films that are available now? I think they're fantastic. I think for this, for for through a, a medium format SLR, it's fantastic because the quality is superb. I love the Impossible stuff, but that's for something else. Whereas the Fuji stuff's for more professional use and more when you want want to get really sharp shots with good contrast. And how do you feel about people photographing you? That's amazing. AE1. I was just saying earlier, so many photographs of us being taken, and I'm a photographer because I like being behind the camera, not in front. I hate being. But you look like a rock star. Do I? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. In the court of the Crimson King. And I I have an acoustic band of my own called vignettes oh is that right how do you yeah. can you go online to see that hear that yeah, yeah myspace.com forward slash vignettes music will you send me some music to put on the podcast oh definitely i'd love that, that is feels- it prog rock no it's uh it's acoustic alternative you guess you could say folk influenced but yeah it's it's a bit different and will you have some type of recording of in the court of the crimson king i think at some point yeah I definitely think so. I think it will probably be live more than anything else. Where will you guys be playing here in London? 
We probably won't be coming down to London because I'm from Nottingham and we'll mainly be in Nottingham, probably play a few venues up there. Hopefully our big thing is trying to get one at a venue called The Rescue Rooms, which is quite a nice place. A few hundred, packs in a few hundred, so that would be quite good. When will the gig start? What month? Um, I think the deadline, I think we're trying to give ourselves a deadline of end of August so that oh. we've got a bit of a, because it's, it's hell of a lot of musicianship, hell of a lot of practice, and I think we've got to book something so we've got something to do and something to work to, but not for a little while. Will you let me know so I can let our FPP listeners know when they can come see you perform in the court of the Crimson King? I will definitely let you know, yeah. Awesome. Can I just get your name on the audio? Rabia. 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 Linda from Lomography, when you walked in, she said that you were an FPP, she used the word F-A-N, fan. <laughs> Is that possibly true? I think that's true. Uh, I enjoy listening to the FPP very much, and uh, I guess then you could call me a fan. You seemed a little giddy. <laughs> I don't you seemed a little excited. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, of course, very excited. Yeah, I mean, when I heard on the podcast that you're coming to London, I thought, oh, wow, great. So, um, yeah. You appear, to me at least, you appear like an amazing, enthusiastic force behind film photography. Is that true? <laughs> I guess you could say so, yeah. Some of my friends say I'm a bit geeky, but um, I don't think so. I, uh, I just love it, and uh, I prefer the word artist, you know. Did, oh, that's you know what I agree <laughs> artist did you start digital then go film uh, no actually when I was very young I had uh, you know point and shoot film cameras and then I just got a digital camera but I just don't I don't know I don't I don't use the digital cameras anymore and I, I only use film now because it's just so much nicer mm-hmm. I, st- I kind of started with the lamography cameras and you know with some of them you don't you never know what you get and uh, so it's kind of the, like the excitement is part of it that I uh, didn't have that with digital because you knew what you were getting um, but then also like you know I've got the Canon A1 now which I love you know the, the photos are just amazing and yeah so is your uh, enthusiasm for film photography is it infectious to other people I don't think so <laughs> no, we don't think so well a lot of my friends shoot digital or I'm not interested in photography at all, but I've actually you know, like found friends who are like equally interested in film photography. So it's more the other way around, that I'm not infecting others, but I, found, I find people who have the same interest. Do you find the Lomography shop is a bit of a hub to go to meet other people, like-minded interests? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because they, you know, they do the workshops, they have a lot of parties, the free drinks, of course, that attracts people. And uh, yeah, you, you meet nice people. Do you buy a lot of cameras? Yes, unfortunately, for my bank account. Yeah. What is your favorite like style right now that you tend to be buying a lot of? Let's say this month. <laughs> this month. <laughs> well, um, I used to buy a lot of you know um, toy cameras, but I've kind of I'm kind of a bit you know bored of this now. So I'm I'm buying more SLRs, and uh, I want to really want to um, buy like Polaroid, um, you know, old Polaroids. Land, land. I really want a pack film camera. I want something that I can peel apart. You're talking to the right guy, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Have you experimented with different lenses for your Canon AE-1? No, I haven't. No, only the one that um, eBay uh, delivered to me. <laughs> oh, just the standard 50 millimeter. Yes, I think so. I think it's 55, actually. 55. Okay. So you haven't experimented or thought about, like, <clears throat> 17 millimeter lens or extreme zoom? You know, I, th- I think I'm thinking about it at the moment. <laughs> right now, even... Sp- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never tried it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank you for taking time to talk with us, and most thankful for your enthusiasm for the whole podcast because it's <laughs> folks like you who keep the energy. You spread the energy of of the whole concept of what we're doing. Cool.
Darren Pancho, how's the day going? It's great. Great, right? So much fun. Yeah. yeah. Where are we at in the day? We're at um, the Museum of London, which is uh, the next to the last point in the day. We're going to head over to uh, past St. Paul's Cathedral, over to the Tate Modern. We're around the river, the River Thames, and see all the sights. And hopefully round off a really, really good day. We've lucked out with the rain. We're kind of dodging the raindrops, right? Yeah, we keep missing the really bad rain. And it's, I mean, it's a little raining a little bit now, but that's not going to get us wet, is it? This is just fine rain. So, yeah, it's been really lucky with the weather. Standing here with uh, Ian Cook. Anyone that listens to FPP uh, through the last year knows that Ian, of course, when you think of Ian Cook, you think of the Olympus Trip 35. Hi, Ian. Hello, Mike. Hi. Yeah, I've got one trip with me today out of my three. 300? <laughs> well, it used to be something like that, but um, I've cut back a bit. Did you sell them? Um, yeah, or... Uh, donated them gift we did a giveaway on the fpp yeah, you did yeah are you aware who got your trip uh yes i am yeah what got you into f- photography and then what led you to becoming a trip 35er or tripper um well i guess when i was a kid um i was into painting and i, I used to do art at school with paint and then I kind of discovered photography. I found it a lot less messy compared to painting. And um, it's just something I've always done. Photography? Yeah, pretty much. What was your, what was your first camera? Uh-huh. That's a good question. I think it probably was a Pentax Spotmatic. Oh. Which I think I think the reason I bought it was because I think I read somewhere that David Begley used them in the 60s for his Vogue fashion sh- shoots which I think I think he probably did um, isn't, David ba- isn't David Bailey famous in the UK yeah. for shooting with the uh, Trip 35 yeah. yeah he used to advertise them I think he actually used them as well I think I've got a book of his where he says this was taken with a Trip 35 well, I think it's called David, David Bailey's Book of Photography when did you discover the tri- Trip 35 um, only, only about two years ago quite a, quite a revelation really They're very sp- spontaneous to use pretty good for street work what fascinates you about the Trip 35 I mean you're a Trip 35 enthusiast yeah I would say so uh, I just find them they're, they're really simple uh, they're all mechanical no battery very small they're very they fit my hand right uh, everything just feels right about it um, they're very quick to use if you know how far you are away from something, you just set set the zone focus to how far you think you are away, and that's it. You just shoot. You don't have to wait around and set up your speeds, your aperture, etc. It does it all for you. So really, all you have to do is work out your distance from your subject. Do trip trip thirty five enthusiasts is their goal to get other people to try the trip? <laughs> there probably is. Yeah, um, not nothing official, but because um, you're so enthusiastic about it, you just want to, other people to experience the joy right. of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you you know about them. Oh, I know all about it. Yeah, the amazing, clean, <laughs> sharp image. The image is quite striking. Absolutely. Yeah. Very. Uh, I think it's probably one of the best lenses made, really. Um, for, for that size camera, as far as I know. Do you shoot with other cameras? Um, not very often, no. Really? Yeah, that's that's pretty much 99% of what I shoot is with a Trip 35. What does someone look for when uh, looking on eBay for a Trip 35? What are some right. immediate, what are some tips of okay. buying one? Um, right, well, the main the main thing, really, um, it has quite a, a rudimentary um, exposure lock system. 
It brings up a red flag in the viewfinder if, if the camera thinks there's not enough light to give you a good exposure. If that doesn't work, it's probably got other problems as well. Right, and you could, can you switch to manual mode? Yeah, you can take it off auto. It's, it's really an, an auto-only camera, but you can force it on, onto... It's kind of a manual mode. It's a bit hard to explain. Uh, what are the shutter options, shutter yeah. speeds? Well, you don't have any control over them. There's only two speeds. You've got one 1 40th and one 200th, and it basically basically chooses whichever it thinks is appropriate for whatever light is in front of you. Can you trick it to go yeah. manual if, if you yeah. want? Yeah, when well, you say in, indoors, if it's a borderline situation with the lights and it thinks there's not enough light and you think maybe there is, then you can force it onto maximum aperture 2.8 and that will force it onto the slower speed 1 one fortieth of a second. That's about the only trick <laughs> you can do with it. If you googled uh, Olympus Trip 35 The Google. Well, uh, um, Flickr image galleries come up? It's, it's very likely. I, I would hope so. There's a fair amount of photograph uh, made with it, so I, I would be surprised if, if you didn't get any Flickr uh, hits. Right. And these days, are you still collecting them when you see them? Um, well, if I see one, yeah, pretty much I buy it. Depends how much it is, but they tend to be um, very modestly priced, and it's hard, it's hard to say no. <laughs> is it a British or an American camera? Uh, well, Japanese? It's, it's Japanese. It's Japanese, but... Uh, it seems to me, of all the countries in the world, seems to me like the UK has more of them than anywhere else. Do you think that they were heavily marketed in, in the UK? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, most probably a lot more than the uh, the USA. I would think. Don't ask me why that is. Do you think that FPP have we devoted enough time to the Trip Thirty Five? Um. Well, you've definitely devoted enough time to Polaroid. <laughs> I think you could maybe feature it a bit more. So, no pressure. <laughs> right. No, 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 no pressure. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I would be very happy to see uh, another feature on it. I think that sounds like it's in order. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you, Mike. And uh, always appreciate you staying in touch with the FPP. You know, about the Trip 35. Yeah, no problem. We, you need someone pushing it. All the, we don't want to forget about it. No, no, it's hard. No, don't forget about it. I think once you have one, um, it's hard to forget about it. Now, I believe that uh, FPP super friend Dan Domi and co-host Matt Marash, they are 35, uh, Trip 35ers now too, right? I think so, yeah, yeah. Slowly reconverting the, the planet. Right, absolutely. So, oh, great. Might, might take a while. Thank you for chatting. Okay, thank you. That's very nice, thank you. I can't smile, everybody, please, smile. Waste of time, if you haven't taken a light, really. That's all right. This Olympus is completely automatic. It works out the light, and you just click the shutter. Ah, oh, it's okay for snaps, but just you try and margin them. You see, the trouble with these small cameras is the lens. No problem. It's a Seiko lens. They use it on the Olympus OM-1, one of the best cameras in the world. Well, I suppose they're all right for you boys, but you wouldn't get a professional using one. Do you know who that is? Who? David Bailey. David Bailey? Who's he? The Olympus Trip. So simple, anyone can use it. Hey, we're back. Hi. Oh, yeah, I should do an intro, intro, this intro for uh, the Noblex Pro 6 150F. Mm. Uh, when we were at the, um, the last stop, the pub, when it was pouring rain, 
We were all sitting around, and Donker Dave brought out a Noblex Pro 6 150F. 150 stands for what, 150 degrees? It's like one of those uh, wide-luck style cameras where the, len- where the lens is actually moving. Right. Kind of in, a, in an arc little to get the wide little shot. Little slit. Yeah, a little slit. And just goes yeah, right the way Dave it. explained it to me is that I guess it just records the sweet spot of the lens, the dead center part of it, as it's scanning the yeah, film. Yeah, it just scans that line across the right. film. Right, for was 150 his, degrees. Was his uh, a 35 or 120 camera? I think it was a 120. Yeah. Now, the 120 ones, those are... Expensive, expensive cameras, but as you can see, the images are just gorgeous. Just, I want one. Yeah, and you guys were talking about it, and midway through, I I stuck the mic in. So here's uh, Dave and John talking about the Noblex camera. uh, It's about twice as heavy as a Fuji 690. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's about right. Yeah, about twice as heavy as a 690. What are we talking about? We're in the middle talking about the Noblex Noblex Pro 6 forward slash 150F. F. With Donker Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi. Hi, Mike. We're at the end of our day, and yet we're still passing around cameras like yeah. giddy school children. Yeah, that's it. What question did you ask? Just ask Dave that we missed. Uh, how he got involved with this camera, how he discovered this camera. What is, what is this camera? This is um, a German camera. It's um, um, a Noblex. It's a panoramic camera, and it's a swing camera. And that means that... Um, Rather than being um, the lens being fixed in one position, the, the lens actually rotates through 360 degrees, and the field of view of the actual picture taking is 150 degrees. So it gives you a very big, wide image. Um, and because it's just using the sweet spots of the lens, you don't get any of the distortion or stretching that you might get with a very wide-angle lens like a, a semi-fisheye or whatever. What type of film? It takes 120, and it gives you a 5 by 12 centimetre image. So it's, it's, it's approaching large format. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, how many exposures do you get out of a roll there? You get six out of a roll of 120. So uh, if you compare it with large format, you know, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. You have to be a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've worked it out or anything, but yeah, it's about that. But the quality is very, very good. And that's, that's basically a tripod camera, but today, for all intents and purposes, you're, you're using it handheld, and we're all looking forward to see what kind of effect that produces during the panning aspect of the, taking the photograph. That, that, that could be a problem because on a tripod you can get everything leveled up. I mean, the viewfinder's got two uh, spirit levels in so you can get it absolutely perfect because if you get it slightly left or right or forward or back, then the whole world goes curvy. So to get the straight lines, you need to be absolutely parallel to your subject. So I don't know, we'll see how it comes out. I'm using um, Ilford Delta 400 and I'm going to push it to 1600 just so I can keep the uh, shutter speed up. Because um, although the shutter speed goes down between 30th and 250, a 30th of a second is about a, a four seconds for the whole thing to rotate round. Right. So that's quite a long time. It is, yeah. So things might be a bit blurry. Will you be processing your, the film yourself? Oh yeah, yeah. If 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 I get back, to, I might even process it tonight. I don't know. Who'll we'll see? Who'll know? And you'll scan it yourself? Oh yeah, yeah. Scan it myself. Process it myself. Get up online. Have a look. Yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah. The Noblex. Where could someone find a Noblex Pro 6 150F? I don't think they made that many, actually. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many they made. I think it might. I got it from the Bay, of course. Yeah. So, you know, some some things you do good on, and some things you don't do so good on. And so far, this has been pretty good. So, What kind of demand is there for a camera like this? I think nowadays, not much, which is why they went out of business. Dave and one other guy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now, nowadays, you'd just, you'd just stitch it, wouldn't you? you just take loads of pictures, stitch it all together, easy. 
but I don't know if you can get sort of action shots that way. You know, I was trying to catch a bit of a flavour of what was happening today and in one shot as opposed to chung 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 chung. See, in, the, in my iPhone there, I have a 360 program. Yeah. But it's so annoying because it only exposes a small part and you have to keep moving it and it stitches it all. Yeah. And I love the way it looks, but I hate the process of having to do this. And plus, every time you reframe it, the, the exposure changes. Yeah. So it's not a constant exposure throughout the whole picture. Yeah. So that's why I'm fascinated by this camera. Because and then when you, when you scan it, you get 14,000 pixels across. So that gives you a pretty good image. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. No problem, Mike. And I have a letter here. This is from Donker Dave. And he sent this in a while ago. But, uh, Matt, maybe you'd like to read it? Yeah, sure. Give it a read. Squared in area. No problem. I'd just like to say a big thank you for continuing to spread the film world and also getting me into instant photography. Ooh. Polaroid was never big in the Whoa. UK. It was an expensive option. And as a kid, I have memories of crummy, grainy images, not the gorgeous color images that I get from my pack camera. Fantastic. My wife is in raptures that the fridge is now overtaken by boxers, boxes of expired Polaroid and FP100C. My aspiration as a kid was always to do 4x5, but being a kid, uh, I made do with a point-and-shoot borrowed from my mom <laughs> and the odd go with the, the Practica monster that my dad has. Now film photography is at its most exciting time in history of picture-taking. Kodachrome aside, we have some of the most exciting emulsions available with the new Kodak C41 films. C41! Ilford's continuing to make excellent black-and-white emulsions and shows no signs of stopping. Instant film is still heavily supported by Fuji, with exciting things to come from the Impossible Project, as well as an explosion of artisan-type film and paper from the old Eastern Bloc countries. In addition to that, film cameras are so cheap, I've been able to get to buy the Linhoff and Rolets of my dreams for, for less than a single lens for a digital SLR. Wow. It's staggering the quality of film cameras that can be easily purchased. So thanks, Mike. I still think film has a, has a catch in the in the art market I went to a gallery with some pictures and they were interested in looking at anything until I told them that I shot with a 4x5 now I have the summer run at the really? gallery yeah wow so uh, cheers and see it and see in London yeah is there Sorry. a URL there from there is the uh, the gallery that he's going to be featured in is at www.milesfromhere.co.uk and miles from here m i l e s f o r m h e r e .co .uk mm, so guy, check out Dave's stuff. Yeah, guy has a great eye. His yeah. four by five work glorious. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I'm Thanks, jealous. Yeah. And here's a letter of thanks from uh, Darren Pancho Riley. Should I read it? Yes, Should please. I do it in his voice? I'm going to butcher your voice, Darren. But here we go. Hi, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt you still... No, that's not... Let me see. No doubt you're still you're scanning... Paul McCartney. I'm Paul McCartney. No doubt you're still scanning this as I write this. You're still scanning as I write this? I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to organize Saturday's meet. It was an honor and went way beyond me expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Darren. He's a good sport. Becky and I had a wonderful time, and it was great to meet you and John. I see you seem to get all the chocolate you needed. Well done. As you've probably seen already, the feedback on Flickr has been amazing. Now I'm going into, like, yeah. a Monty Python-esque thing. <laughs> I think it's truly a sign of what a great job you and John done with the podcast. Long may it continue. Uh, I type more, but I'm so tired it will just be waffle. That's awesome. Waffle. I never heard that expression. Waffle. Have a safe journey home, amigo. Darren and, of course, Becky. What fantastic people. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic people. Yeah. And we're very grateful, Darren. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's a whole two-way thing. It's like they're grateful, we're grateful. It's, it's love. Yeah, it's it love. is. It's, it's it's, it is the definition of love. Yeah, no it's, fan, it's fantastic. I've never experienced anything like it in my entire life. Yeah, it was great. You know, and it's so different 
than filmmaking. It seems filmmaking is more of a capitalistic... People are snotty. Or as Becky would say, smoke buggers. <laughs> everyone... <laughs> <laughs> they get all smoke boogery about it. Yeah, see, everyone's just so giving and, and, and free with the images, and it's, it's, it's so, it's so yeah. wonderful. Uh, I'm happy now to. Oh, we're going to do very. We're going to do a fast giveaway. Yay! We've had some really, really awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, and this is just the tip of the iceberg in this show. More uh, to come. Absolutely. This is our folks, our our friends at the Dark Room. If you Google the Dark Room, you will find their URL. We are giving away five rolls of E6 film. That's color transparency film. E6. Wow. And the Dark Room is giving away. In other words, you'll get your film in the mail if you win, and uh, you just send your film to the dark room with our special authorized form, and you get develop, CD, and web upload absolutely free. Nice. Wow. And free shipping. Best part. And one of our listeners heard about our dark room giveaway. Uh, this is from our friend uh, uh, Jim Austin. This is uh, Jimages.com. Jimages. That's uh, a good one. You know uh, Jim? Yeah, Jimages is on my uh, my Flickr contact. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of awesome. Uh, Matt was going through some of the giveaway boxes, and like he opened a box. And then from across the room, he'd shout like a name. Oh, da da da! <laughs> like, oh, you know that guy? Oh, yeah, he's my Flickr friend. Flickr it's friend. It's kind of cool getting stuff from people like we've chatted with. Uh-huh. It is, and when you when you've chatted with them online, or if you've met them in real life, it's so cool to get something from them because it's just you yeah. just know that much more about them and it's a little closer. So, uh, Jimages says Jim Austin says you and John and Matt continue to entertain and teach this old dog new tricks with a great podcast. Thank you and thanks for being. Awesome. Been listening since number five, shooting Ooh. film three decades, and the most fun I have shooting is with my SX70 Time <laughs> Zero. Wow, cool. Which I like to manipulate, there one on like, the table here? which I like to manipulate, like Lucas Samaras did. Oh, you push, know Lucas Samaras pushing the, uh, uh, the yeah, emulsion. He, he was one of the, he was one of the guys that kind of started the movement on ma- manipulating your SX70s. You Emotion, yeah, they have like these kind of like rounded chopsticks that they. Push yeah, that was a big thing. Uh, I think in nineties. Late 80s, 90s, yeah. yeah. I mean, when the color was the best. That would be an interesting little experiment if I came over to your house with a, ro- a pack of SX-70 uh, times S- zero. Started pushing some You know, emotion. your kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. They'll be pushing oh, it with their tongues, that though. stuff, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so in support of our July 1st giveaway, that's today, Jimages, Jim Austin, is sending five rolls of E6 film. Wow. Five rolls, minty fresh, Fujichrome 100F, Velvia Daylight slide film. Oh. It's good stuff. Yeah. So I'm thrilled that the five rolls I'm giving away belongs to Jim. Thanks, so. Jim. Thanks for being our friend. Yeah, no, thanks. It's, it's really, really, really awesome. We're also doing some uh, testing. Uh, we're doing some internal testing. Whenever we uh, have a new lab, usually myself, definitely Dan. Mm. Dan yeah. Domi is all over email from Dan. Mike, I really like to test because Dan loves to test things. Hey, go for it. You know what it is? It's the scientist's brain. Yeah. It is. It's right. It's his, it's his, it's yeah, his oh, DNA. Yeah, yeah, he's a very, um, and I'm glad to have Dan because he, he gives a whole different tech perspective, oh. a very cut and dry oh, yeah. perspective on things. Sort of a, the waveform monitor, <laughs> at, you know. So I also have, you know, our good friend Scott L. You know Scott L? Yeah. Scott Levine? He's in New York. He sent us two, four, six, eight. Well, I have a bunch of uh, Fujichrome Sensia 2 hey. 200 ASA film. Hmm. Love so um, we're going to, you know, myself, John, Matt, Lauren, Dan, 
John Link. Uh, we're going to be shooting some slide film also and sending it to the dark room. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And then we're going to be doing like, hey, you know, what was the whole dark room experience yeah, what do you like? Think? Right. Yeah. yeah, what do you think? Looking forward to it. Yeah, and if you folks are not part of this whole, um, um, you know, scene, if you don't win, go to the dark, the dark room and you can download their order form. And it's very cool. Their developed CD web upload package is 10 buck, And it's E6 or C41. If you want to cross process, it's 2 buck extra. But they do it. I mean, mm, they do it. That's, that's great. great. If you want to push or pull, 2 buck extra for push or for pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do panoramic or sprocket holes. Sprocket. Cool. There's an extra fee for that. They do true black and white prints. Nice. So it's true black and Hand white prints yeah. plus mm. develop CD web upload, 18 buck. The whole nine. Proof sheet plus develop CD web upload. Color prints. Well, they do it all. Yep. Enhanced scans to CD. Those are the juicy 18, uh, 18, the 18 uh, megawatt scans. Oh, the megapixel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. What sizes of film do they do? Will they do it all? They'll awesome. process 110, 135, 120, 620. Uh, do they do 4x5? I, I, th- I think they do. Well, I'll have to check them out then. Yeah, Ooh. I think they do. I think they do large large format as well. Very, it's, it's just it's it's not so on their menu. Yeah, 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 just got to ask. But uh, if you, if you uh, roll back to uh, our June 1st episode, John and I were chatting about the dark room right. and their origins and the fact that they played an ELP. Mm-hmm. Everything you... <laughs> They played in ELP. Everything you want to know about the, the dark room is in that were episode. They, were they the E, the L, or the P in ELP? <laughs> Which one of them? I think Keith. Keith. Yeah, keyboards. Keith played keyboards. Yeah. So, uh, so, so here, let's do our giveaway. Yes. Yeah, let's give something give away. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Okay, we're going to barrel through these. All right. All right First fine. winner is Fling. Is Andy uh, Jamez. I would love to try this film out. Never shot color slide film before Ooh. in my life. Oh, my name brilliant. is Andy Jamez, and I'm from Tucson, Arizona. I've been shooting film most of my life. I do use digital cameras too, but enjoying film a lot more. I just recently started listening to your podcast and absolutely love it. I've also recently got a bad case of gas. I bought mm. <laughs> I've bought six or seven pack film cameras plus some point oh, and shoot rangefinders. I'm looking fantastic. You are ruining people. I'm also looking forward to shooting some color slide film if I can. Big thanks, Andy. Yay! That's a good home for that. There we go. There's one. Next winner. Fantastic. John puts his specs on. Is our friend from the inner circle, Dan Domi. Dan Domi. There you go. Mike, here's the deal. I love slide film. Since the end of Kodachrome, though, I've only shot a roll or two of expired 120 ectochrome that's hanging out in my freezer. Hanging out in the freezer. Hey, let us out. Hey, let us out. Uh, I feel that it's maybe time for a revitalizing jumpstart to my 35 slide shooting, and maybe the best way to do that is trying out the E6 lab at the same time. E6. Oh, listen to this. In a week or two, I'm going to have a new Nikon camera. Since shooting Kodachrome is no longer an option, an option. Yes. What better way to test out the camera's true capability, capabilities than to feed it some tasty E6? Who knows? Maybe this will be the day I finally win one of the infamous FPP giveaways. Well, Dan, this is your day. This is your day. Today's the day. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you, Dan, that you have gas. Yes. Definitely. Our uh, next winner, E6, The Dark Room. Uh, another flickered contact. Okay. Hi, Mike. I'm uh, Clifford Davis in the state of Maine. Yes, Clifford, Maine. Yeah. So I shoot with a Canon EOS film camera and shoot and shoot mannequins and trees mostly. <laughs> I do my own darkroom stuff out of necessity and sometimes cut up x-ray film to use using the camera due to scarcity of film here. So, uh, yeah. Cliff from Maine. Cliff All from right. Maine. He's go, getting Cliff. some. Next up. From Chris Stolt. Before we, uh, before we uh, mid-shooting, we took a break and uh, 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 
Matt brought his SX70 Model 3 camera in. Yeah, call it the bum. <laughs> because it's a foe. Well, you know, it's the Model 3 was the economy brand. It didn't. It's not a, a true SLR. Oh, yeah, sit on these. Yeah, just sit on them. Let them cook. But it doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have the mirror in it. You just kind of look through this little, uh, this little kind of plastic viewfinder. Yeah. And, yeah, but it's, it's really nice and cheap. You, can't, you have to kind of guess what the focus is. I like it. You like? It reminds me of a color pack because you just look at the focus wheel and you guess the feet. It is. It's and then the you color shoot pack. it. Yeah, it's the, it's the color pack of SX70 cameras. It yeah. folds. Be- it's beautiful. Yeah, it's just another SX70. I just call it the bum. So we shot some, uh, what is the film called? The, uh, this, we shot some of the uh, PX70 first, first flush. flush. And it needs heat. And we're, I said, oh, I, I, I put it under my seat, you know, between the seat and my ass. Good and took us roast. Yeah, yeah took us roast. And we're, we're doing a giveaway, end of this show. And I thought, oh, wow, it's kind of hot. And I reached under, and it's cooking under there. It looks, it it looks, looks pretty great. good. Do you have any images burned onto your butt or yeah. chair? <laughs> that would be an emotional lift. <laughs> but uh, we have uh, our, our last winner. <clears throat> Who you got there? Christopher Stolp from Danbury, Connecticut. And he says, hi, Mike. Put me in the darkroom processing giveaway. I've spent more on gas than film and processing. <laughs> it will help to change that. Uh, you I mean might- like actual fuel? Oh, I don't know. No, I think he's no. He's like buying more cameras, more cameras, than film more cameras than film for it. He's yeah. probably buying a lot of stuff and shooting nothing because he's too busy, like a kid in a camera shop. But uh, he says I might use it in my very first camera, a Pentax K1000 that I've had since '82. I have a couple of Minoltas on the way with a 1.4 lens. If I get lucky, I'm going to get a Nikon F5 Ooh. in medium format. He has a Miami. Mamiya? Yeah. Mamiya 633 and an RB67 along Ooh. with a bunch of Voigtlander folders. Hi. <laughs> also have a Wista SP 4x5 camera with a bunch wow. of lenses. Wow. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, he's got gas. Yeah, yeah that's he's got, awesome. got gas. Big This time. was an awesome, awesome contest. Yeah. I want to thank all the great folks at the Darkroom. Absolutely. Uh, it's really, really cool to give away processing for our, our great listeners. And um, I, love, uh, I love contests like this. We have bunch of stuff coming up not this episode but we have a box of film over next here episode from, yeah we have uh, madness ton of stuff okay madness but let's move right along we're gonna move have along. a whole show that's just giveaways we're almost there I mean, we're almost there <laughs> i know yeah. it's like a show where people could just like win stuff right <clears throat> i don't know we should do a special show they're Maybe all special mike oh thank you john <laughs> this is the uh, nikon f giveaway hmm now, I'm going to pass it around to each FPP guy. We're all mm. going to mix it up. Give a good shuffle. Yeah, do a good shuffle. Do the FPP shuffle. Yeah. There now, we John, go. John, why don't you pick shuffle. it, and then Matt will read it. Okay, what was this shot on? Uh, that's from a Polaroid, oh, Polaroid. electric zip. Which we're going to talk about in a yeah. future episode. Electric so. zip. Pick a good one. There it is. All right. What we got? What we got? This is from Caitlin Hodegu. I'm from Romania, and I just recently got into photography. What? <laughs> I found you guys browsing the iTunes, and I listen to every podcast. <laughs> I already have a Polaroid pack camera, but I just thought this would be the one. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Yay. Yes. All the way to Rom- Romania, Mike. Yeah. Of course, the Nikon F was donated by our good friend in Canada, Alex Lux. And finally, we have a winner. Wow. Touching people around the world. Now, next, we're going to do a... Fantastic! Oh, brother! Giveaways. It's a pack camera here. I want to say this. We have a color pack, two we we're giving away. Ooh. And uh, two uh, Polaroid automatic land cameras from the FPP uh, stock pile. The vault. Vault. 
Uh, our first camera that we're giving away is the Color Pack 2. This was donated by Arthur Smith, oh, also Arthur known JS. as yeah. Arthur JS. Yeah. Arthur JS. And we also call him Atha. Atha. Yeah. Atha. Era. Okay. Now, this is our, on- this is our ongoing Pactastic giveaway. Uh, throughout the summer, it's going to be a Polaroid Pactastic summer. I have a stack here of potential winners. It's a lot. A lot. So let's pick a winner of the Color Pack 2. Who would like to pick? Okay. I'll pick John O'Reed. How's okay, that? that sounds fine. I love the Color Pack 2. I know I haven't been talking about it very much lately. I feel bad because I've been really, you know, concentrating on the automatics but matt and i both love the color pack too oh yeah i've got two of them yeah they're great little solid cameras. what do you got there john p Bryan from Voorhees, new jersey right. save all the shipping tell us it says uh dear fpp please enter me in the polaroid giveaway love the show that girl lauren has a hot voice by the way <laughs> you think so my name is john r Bryan, and i shoot film 90 percent of the time i'm one class away from graduating from burlington county college's film program Cool. My real job is a public school teacher, but I spend most of my free time taking pictures and taking classes at night. I shoot mostly landscapes and street photography for now, but would like to get into shooting portraits more in the future. Keep on keeping on, John Bryan. It's nice. John R. Bryan, you just won the Color Pack 2, donated by Arthur. Right. Arthur Atha. Smith. Also known as Atha. Atha. Yeah. So Arthur we- Smith. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, CP2. I love the CP2. Next up, we are going to give away a, uh, a Polaroid 210 automatic land camera. You pick it, John. Okay. And, and the winner is? The winner is? Christopher Ficho. Hey! Hey! Chris with the mustache. Yeah, his doppelganger. You guys ran into him at yeah. the, in the just, UK. Just looking at photos of his wonderful mustache. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Michael. Hope all is well. It was great meeting you at the meetup in NYC. I'd also like to be entered into the giveaway for the Polaroid 210 land camera. He even knew what he wanted when oh, he answered. Oh, it says 210? Yeah. I've been shooting film since I was five when I received my first point-and-shoot in kindergarten almost 19 <laughs> years ago. Imagine. I became seriously interested in film photography and when I took a large-format class in college. From there, I moved on to medium-format, vintage film, and processes, and now I've come down with a case of gas. Film photography is a major part of my life. Thanks awesome. a lot. That's well, lovely. It's going to a good home. Yeah, no Chris, Chris is the FPP superstar in my, in my book. Oh, yeah. Showed up at the New York meetup. Toronto. With his awesome cameras and mm. mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brought a friend with him. It's half of the get-up is the mustache. Yeah. You know, what's, you know, when you see someone with a mustache that's unique, like yeah. Henrik Kudo. Remember right. Henrik? Oh, yeah. He had the Dali thing yeah, going on. Yeah, the Dali thing going on. <laughs> and the great thing about the mustache is you can switch it up. Like, I understand that Chris no longer has a mustache. Oh, Yeah, right? he informed me he shaved it after the Toronto yeah. meetup. Oh, he's got the perfect face but for that. But these are the solid guys, I think, of them. They're in, like, Long Island, I think. Uh, he's in Amherst, near, it's right near Buffalo. Yeah. So. These are guys, solid guys. So I feel comfortable sleeping at night knowing that there's sort of like an FPP solid film shooters up in the Buffalo area, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of them. They're all they're all the same age, and they've always yeah. been into film. Yeah, and great. They, they shoot around. Yeah, it's great. We cool. could, um, and these guys are solid. Their work is is good. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He actually started um, in four by five, and then worked his way down. Seriously, yeah. I love seeing uh, guys who work in uh, you know medium and large format shoot with Polaroid film because you see you know they bring that eye with them. Yeah, it's just a camera, and they bring their style to it. Oh, reflects. Yeah. It reflects, and that's really, really awesome. So we're giving away one more camera today on this show. This is an ongoing contest. The next uh, camera, it is the camera that has a stamp on the back. Do you have it? 
Oh, the uh, Like a Good Neighbor cam. Yeah. yeah. Like a good neighbor. Oh, this is the insurance sticker on the back you were telling me about. The Polaroid 210 automatic lamp camera is there. What was it given away as the insurance? Like yeah, this oh, was, or was it used by insurance? This people? was the uh, the Ohio, the state of Ohio's uh, nationwide insurance official camera. Uh, oh, it's not statewide. What does nationwide have a commercial to? Oh, you think shoot. dead bodies were shot with that? Yeah. No. Maybe. No, they don't know. Crime scenes. Well, I don't or know. if, a, uh, oh, a tree hit my car. They yes, come out with yes, this camera. Yes, this yes. camera um, was was given to me by my uh, ever-benevolent photography professor, Jeff Salisbury. Yes, Jeff. He's, there uh, you go, Jeff. Yeah, he's responsible for 90% of the stuff I do with film. He got me into the dark room, forced me to shoot some film, develop it, and that's, you know, right. that's where now, I'm at. Matt, now. would you say that this camera is probably part of a fleet of cameras? Yeah, they usually had, um, according to Jeff, they would have 10 or 15 of these cameras in the closet, loaded uh-huh. up, ready to go. I mean, this is also the kind of camera yeah. that, the, that the insurance company themselves, they would encourage you had a Polaroid or a, uh, you know, one of the disposable 35 cameras in your glove box to take pictures oh, right. so they didn't have to do it. But if yeah. they came out to the scene, they would have this loaded up, they come have with. the flash, and they're ready to go. Also, I should mention, you know, a Polaroid was heavily used in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Mostly because it's instant photography that cannot be tampered with, and it was you right. could use it in court. It's right. the truth. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Polaroid is it's the truth. truth. So this is a Polaroid two ten. Yeah, it's gonna need it's gonna need a little bit of love. The front the front took you know yeah took a couple scratches here and there. Nothing doesn't affect the picture at all. Makes great pictures. So great gives a character. I think it does. And you got the cool. You can make up on the stories. Back. You could say, oh, they were using this at a crime scene, and the guy wasn't quite dead yet, and he went up and hit the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one, Matt. Who's All the right. winner? Who's the winner? The winner is Edward Belcher from Charleston, West Virginia. Wow. Mountain Mama, <laughs> take me home. I really burned through Polaroid mm. film when I was a teenager and then went digital and recently found out that pack film is still available. Yep. So I'm thinking about getting back into shooting film, been listening to your podcast, love it, especially ones with the old Polaroid cameras. Isn't that every episode? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even if I don't win, I would love to adopt one of your old beater cameras on the FPP store. Well, guess what? Well, no, he doesn't have you to. You got the best of both worlds. Yep. It's a little beater. It's a little free. You yep. know, it's good it was stuff. part of a fleet. Part of the fleet. It's nice. Got a history. So thanks for getting me back into film yep. and keep doing what you're doing. Yay. Congrats, Edward. Good job. Well, see, look, another fantastic appropriate home for that camera. And might I add, all FPP vault cameras are yes. already pre-converted to AAA batteries, that's correct. Mm-hmm. ready to go. Oh, that's ready to go and for AAA. That one's not, yeah, I'm going to be no, doing we, it. We, we're going to clean this live. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, cool. next show. Oh, I'd like to see yeah. that. I yeah. see it. Yeah. Just going to convert it and get it ready to go. All these cameras are ready to shoot right, right out of the box. So I am personally converting all the cameras we're giving away. Fresh from the FPP sweatshop. <laughs> and if you're out there and you have a packed camera... Because a few letters of people, hey, I pulled a pack camera out of my closet. Hey, I'm sparking up my pack camera. Hey, I went to Goodwill and I got my pack camera. Mm. If, 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 you, if you can't find the battery and you want a conversion, guess what? All you have to do is make a $30 donation to FPP, postage paid, mm-hmm. meaning you send me the camera. I will do the conversion and ship it back to you in the U.S. This is the United States. And you will have a beautiful pack camera now holding AAA batteries. Mm-hmm. New, batteries included, 
and ship it back to you. I'm sure you'll do more than just convert the battery. You'll, you'll give it love, won't you? Oh, I'll give it love as well, absolutely. Yeah. And you can ask uh, Matt uh, the way I kind of fit in. Little uh, The battery isn't just dangling there all like sad. No, he, he packs them in there, and it's just yeah. it's, it's neat. You open it's it up. It's not going to bust. And, no, and you know it's going to last a long time yeah. the way he puts it together. Right, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do a, a, a number one job. If you live overseas and you're just effed, like you're like, ah, oh, I can't get the battery. You can either, A, you could buy the battery in the FPP store, filmphotographystore.com, or send me the camera. We need to chat on the interweb. You know, send me an email. Right. Because the shipping, overseas shipping is brutal. Ridiculous. It just, it just <clears throat> triples at least. Yeah. You know, uh, the U.S. dollar is so weak that, you know, the uh, $30 U.S. to someone in the U.K. is just like 15 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, take, take advantage of our suffering. <laughs> <laughs> and your goodwill. And, and the goodwill here, so... Uh, so those are our winners. If you are not inv- yet involved with the contest, the, the Polaroid. Packtastic. Packtastic giveaway. Pack-tastic. It's going on all summer long. Every episode we're giving away pack cameras. If you have a pack camera to donate to give away, you send it to Film Photography Podcast. Send me an email, filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you'd like to get involved with the contest, send us your name, a little bit about yourself, and your address, filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you just like to chat with us, filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Gabba gabba. <laughs> That's it, guys. We're, we're, this, this was the UK Roundup shoe. It went amazingly well. Oh, last. Oh, hand me that, please. I just want to say real quick a shout out to one of the Nicks. This was Nick Shields in the UK. Right. In the Lomography store, Nick handed me a film cassette shape 35 millimeter camera. A little something to take with. This is a camera that strangely looks like a Fujifilm. Doesn't say Fujifilm. No, but it, it's got the Fujifilm colors. Yes, yeah. it, it basically it's a film canister. Yeah. It's a fi- it's a camera shaped like a uh, 35 millimeter film canister. And Nick handed this to me. And it's a novelty camera. And I want you to know, Nick, that I ran out of room in my luggage. It was touch and go there. Yeah, we, John and I were just scrap- like, what am I going to do with this novelty camera? I'm like, Nick, Nick Shields gave it, gave it to me from the U.K. Yeah. I'm like, he was sitting next to the TV in the hotel room. Yeah. We were like, okay, what are we going to do with it? Can't leave it. I mean, can't yeah. leave it. I no. carried it on in a little uh, bag. There you go. Carried it on the plane the whole ride uh, because I, I, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I could not leave it behind. No way. Our, my luggage was uh, bursting with, with over. Cadbury. Uh, <laughs> with chocolate. Cadbury. Uh, Ripple. Uh, Galaxy. Curly Whirly. Uh, Flake, Flake Bar, which has very suggestive uh, commercials over in the UK, according yeah, to right. Angela. Yeah. Unbelievable. We got the, we got the whole spiel on those really? commercials. They're very, night. like, erotic. Ooh. It starts out with, like, a field, and a woman, like, drifts in with a flowing clothes on. Then she peels the Flake Bar and then lifts it to her mouth. Oh, so it's very it's suggestive. Very suggestive. Mm. Uh, Cadbury Flake you Bars. You wouldn't mind being that chocolate bar is what you're saying. <laughs> no comment. Do you comments. have any right now? No comment. <laughs> My pa- my my luggage bursting, but thank you, Nick. I appreciate this little uh, mm-hmm. this little give. You know, this, this it's going to be in the FPP studio. Yay! So so that's part that. of the landscape now. Yeah, that's all I have. Oh, um, you know, we 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 should do another giveaway. We'll do it next show. Yeah, yeah. Next show, new giveaways. <laughs> Very can exciting. Can I say one thing? Yes, I would like to thank especially everybody who showed up for the oh, FPP gosh. walk. You know, I enjoyed talking to everybody. Not not a uh, bad penny in the bunch. Nope. And a special shout-out to Lynette for buying me a pint of Guinness at uh, the pub while we were sitting there in the rain getting to know each other. Oh, yes. Great time. So, cheers. Cheers. See you guys next time. See ya.
Super positive. 